0: Five three nine six five. That's six four six five nine five three nine six five. Already Alrighty And Uh Remember that next month is National Poetry Month. We talked about that a little bit last week. I want you to think about what you're going to do to celebrate your craft and be, like I said last week, you know, be creative. Everybody does the whole poem a day thing, and that's fine if you want to do that. But step outside the box and do a little bit more. And some of the examples I gave... Um, you know, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to print out 30 poems on pretty parchment and wrap them in ribbon with a little wax seal, and I'm going to carry them with me in the car. And uh, at some course during the month, it might be five in one day, and I might skip two days and then three the next day. And But by the end of the month, I'm going to give out all 30 of these uh, parchment scrolls with poems on them, different poems on them. Uh, to complete strangers. You know, you might want to think about something, writing one on a pretty note card and sealing it in an envelope and popping it in people's mailboxes or carrying them around with you and just walking up and saying, Happy Poetry Month. Get together with some of your friends locally and go to an old folks home and do a poetry reading. Read some poetry classics to people. You know, think of something that you can do that, you know, feeds feeds the community that that shares our craft and our love for poetry outside of our own box. It's easy to sit there and say, I'm a writer, so I'm going to do something easy like sit down and write 30 poems in a month. You know, yeah, everybody can do that because we're sitting in the privacy of our own little offices or our own little comfy writing chair, whatever it is, you know, but do something different. Do something where you reach out and touch other people and share that beauty for the, the craft that we love so much with other people as well. So that's next month. But today, as I have been doing for the last couple of weeks, looking up what, because every day is something, something special. And one week we had, um, it was like National Women's Day, and, and then we had National Scent Day. And this week, this week's fun, today, a lot of you may or may not know, is National Weed Appreciation Day, no, not that kind of weed, (laughs) not that kind of weed, we're talking about weeds like ragweeds and dandelions, okay, so today is National Weed Appreciation Day, and so I thought that I would share some fun facts about weeds, and I picked the dandelion because that's my favorite weed, Uh, so... The reason it's fun to do this is the more knowledge, your brain is like a computer. And the more knowledge and the more input you have, the more output you'll have when you sit down to write. So the more little fun facts that you stuff in that brain of yours, then the bigger arsenal you'll have when you sit down and try to explain something inside your head. Okay? And so, dandelions. What do we know about dandelions? What can we say about dandelions on this? National Weed Appreciation Day. (laughs) So did you know that as I go through this list, try to think of ways that you could take these facts and twist them into some sort of poetic comparison or a metaphor or how you could use those in your writing. Okay, And there's some good ones in here. So did you know that the dandelion, the little weed dandelion, all right, is in the sunflower family. Um, probably not too surprising because what looks like what what it looks like. But anyone remember the painter famous for painting the more regal cousin to the unruly little dandelion? Anyone remember who that was? Van Gogh, maybe? Hmm, Yeah. So Van Gogh painted the regal cousin of the unruly little dandelion. How could you use that following that train of thought? How could you work that into something poetic? Van Gogh painting the sunflower, which is related to the tiny little dandelion, you know, that every single day you walk by and there's that little wild reminder out there. How could you use that? Okay. There are about 100 species of dandelions and all of them are beneficial how you say <laughs> Google it my friend explore learn something I'm not going to go through all 100 <laughs> the name dandelion comes from the French word dentilion or lion's tooth which refers to the serrate, serrated leaves so here you have this adorable little tiny flower but it's actually the the, the French name is dentilion dandelion is how it, that comes dentilion Um, So all the little serrated leaves Are the teeth of a lion So this cute little adorable weed Has such a ferocious name You know, everyone thinks that it comes from The dandelion looking like a lion's mane No, it's the lion's That means the lion's tooth It's dandelion All right So dandelion flowers do not need to be pollinated To form seed So, you know, even though you see the bumblebees, the fat little bumblebees on there, you know, prancing around. They don't need to have pollination in order to seed. You know, so if you think about if you use the dandelion as a metaphor for something, you know, you know, imagine it as a woman. You know, she doesn't need anything else to complete her. She's wild and unruly and you know, how could you you know she doesn't need something else there. To, to be full fully formed to be complete you know so how could that be used in a poetic description of something how could you you know use that every part of the dandelion is useful the root the leaves the flower it can be used for food medicine to dye cl- uh, clothing colorings. Uh, dandelion is rich in the source of vitamin A, C, K. It also contains high levels of iron, calcium, and potassium. And if there ever is an apocalypse and there is a food shortage, you can survive. Think about this all the people who have starved to death. You can survive and live on dandelions. The nutrients and stuff in dandelions, there's everything in there but, but uh, um, protein. But, you know, where there's dandelions, there's earthworms. So you'll be okay. But you can survive during, during post-apocalypse world if there are still dandelions, which there will be, and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, ready for this one? I almost didn't put this one on here because as far as inspiration, inspiration goes, this one's a gem. All right, I love this one, and it's something that I used to think as a kid, but to see it written out was pretty freaking awesome to me. So a dandelion is the only flower that represents the three celestial bodies of the sun, the moon, and the stars. The yellow flower resembles the sun, the puffball resembles the moon, and the dispersing seeds resemble the stars. Now tell me that is not poetic, inspirational fodder to its best. Okay. This one actually made me really laugh out loud. If you mow dandelions... (laughs) if If you use your lawnmower and mow dandelions, they grow shorter stalks just to spite you. I swear to God, that is word for word. That is the quote that I got off the Internet. If you mow dandelions, they'll grow shorter stalks to spite you. And I thought, you know... Because to me, you know, the wild and really little dandelion. you guys hear me talk about dandelions all the time. They're dandelion flowers. I'm planting seeds. If they grow, they grow, whatever, you know. But just to think that, you know, oh, yeah, you're going to run over, I'll spite you, just the spunky little dandelion flower. It, it just really, really made me laugh. Um, so we talked about the post-apocalypse world. Dandelions are quite possibly the most successful plant that exists, masters of survival worldwide, They're kind of like, you know, even though they're much cuter and I love them much more dearly, but they're kind of like the cockroach of flowers. You know, there's no other flower more sturdy and durable and successful than that of the dandelion lineage. Um, Also, dandelions, you may not know, are not indigenous to the United States. They were brought over as a garden flower from the Europeans because of their vitamin content. And possibly they're figuring as early as the Mayflower. All right, but they are not indigenous to the United States. The root of the dandelion can be a substitute for coffee, so remember that the next time you're out. Just run out in the backyard, dig up some some dandelion root, dry it out in the oven, pound it out in your with your little mortar thing, and yeah, there you go. <laughs> So those are your facts about dandelions for National Weed Appreciation Week. Now your journal assignment, remember one of your assignments I gave you a while back was to buy a journal and buy yourself a brand new pen because he doesn't love writing with a brand new pen. Your journal assignment for this week is I want you opened up to a nice clean page and I want you to write down in your journal every memory you can think of that includes flora. All the flowers, plants, trees, and weeds, um, from over the course of your life that, entang- that they entangle. Um, all the memories you have that include plants and trees or flowers or things like that, such as for me, one of them is Mr. Garlic. Now, Mr. Garlic was the man that lived next door to us, and he built our house in 1932 and then moved, later on built a house on the property next door, and we bought the, house, the old house from him. And Mr. Garlic was a gardener, and he loved his yard and had that perfect lawn. And he used to pay us girls, my sisters and I, we'd get those little little brown lunch bags, and he used to pay us a penny for every ten dandelion heads that we would pick for him to keep him out of his lawn. And one time I thought about it, and I was looking over there, and I wanted to go to the store and get some penny candy, you know, bazooka bubble gum or whatever it was, and there were no dandelions to pick. And so I sat there, and I ran around our yard, and I found all of the dandelion fluffs, and I started blowing them into his yard. It's kind of like job security, you know, right? So (laughs) that's one of my memories of dandelions. I have lots of memories that include dandelions. So I would write all of those down in my journal. So write down... Uh, Write them down and feel free to include other things like um, how the flowers or the floor or the trees make you feel, things you associate with them, things that you can write down to describe them or what they mean to you or or the emotion that they make you feel. Okay, so uh, that's your journal assignment. All of this brings imagery to the forefront in your mind, doing exercises like this in your journal or assignments like this in your journal. It kind of feeds your muse. It's going to linger in your brain like the smell of roses on a warm day. And unknowingly, you will feed off of it and be inspired by it, and it will pollinate your creative side. You know, Anything that you have input into your brain, especially feeding your creative side, you don't have to sit down and be creative and create a poem at that moment. But if you continually feed that part of your brain, That runs off of imagery, that runs off of your senses, that runs off of that side of you that you have that's uniquely you, that creative side of you. As long as you continue to feed that, the more you feed it, the more active it will be, all right? So I also, at the beginning of every show, I give you a writing exercise and a writing prompt, All right, your writing exercise is meant to make you sweat a little, jump outside the comfort zone, look at things in a way you may not normally look at them, do things you may not normally do. Now, a writing exercise is not always writing. All right, input is important. Life experience is important. You know, if you don't live, you can't write. If you don't have something, if you don't do something that's right worthy, then how can you write something worthy of writing? All right? You have to be conscious of the world around you. You have to look at the little things. You have to stop the adulting sometimes and slow down and stop time and take note of things that you see, little things, little things that I know you see that nobody else does. All right? So what I want you to do, since spring has sprung and is in the air and kind of keeping in tune with this whole thing, I want you to, your writing exercise this week is not writing at all. I want you to go outside and I want you to pick a flower or buy one if you have to. Flowers aren't blooming in your area yet, for those of you up in the snowy Canada area still. But I want you to pick a flower and I want you to put it in a vase in the center of the table or by your computer, or on your nightstand where you see it every morning before you, when you get up and every night before you go to bed. I want you to put it somewhere where you see it every day, a lot. All right, And I want you to watch it closely. Pay attention to it. Watch how it changes. Watch how the the petals will start to droop. Watch the color of the water change. Watch how the, the little mold begins at the bottom of the stem on the top of the water. You know what I'm talking about when it starts. the bacteria starts working up the top of the stem as the flower starts to decay. I want you to watch how it droops. I want you to watch how it withers. Even after it's wilted and withered, I want you to keep it. I want you to keep it until it turns dry like tissue paper. I want you to watch it and remember it. Remember everything, all right? That whole experience will stay in your brain, and it is invaluable. Watch it, all right? So that's your writing exercise. Go out and pick yourself a flower. So... The poem, or the writing prompt, the writing prompt is my dandelion seeds. As you hear me talk about all the time, that's when I blow, blow in the fluff, and I send the dandelion seeds out there floating, and they're going to land, and who, what, and what they, where they, where they land, and, and what they grow into, you know, nobody knows. I'm just sending them out there. Um, the intent of the uh, the writing prompt is to create create a finished poem. So the prompt can be the ti- the prompt can be the title of the poem, it can be a line in the poem. Or it can be um it can be just the general concept of the poem. Okay. And I've got I don't know if I'm gonna have time to read it, I'll have to check the time in a minute. But I've got a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine named Jared, who I have known for eons since the very beginning of MySpace days. So I probably met him maybe the first week on MySpace, way back in long time ago. <laughs> and there was something about this guy that prompted me to write. I mean, I read a, I read a post to his. He, he wrote a reply to a post one time. And his reply, I mean, I immediately sat down and wrote like this great, big, huge, long, poetic response to what he wrote. And then I sent him a message, you know, talking about how I absolutely loved what he wrote in response to that thing. And he sent me back a reply in poetry form. He wrote, just wrote me a poem back. I thought, oh that was nice. So I sent him another message and I was talking to him like but for almost I'd say six months, he never said a word to me, never spoke to me. All I would ever get back is a poem. And and it was it was just it was kinda of weird. <laughs> but everything that he wrote, I mean, do you ever have you ever met one of those people that you just click with? That you just writing wise, you know, it's like it's like An extension of your own voice through another person. Well, it was really like that with him. And he's probably one of my favorite people I have ever written with in my life. And both of us had this really unique way of being able to rewind time to a simpler time, a simpler place. And we found ourselves writing, you know, eventually, you know, a friendship developed and we started writing and talking finally. But we started writing poems about an apple tree and about being four, and about the two of us being friends when we were four, and childhood innocence, and, you know, coming of age type of stuff. I mean, it was all very, very sweet and innocent and beautiful and simple, you know, and it was something like, it's, it's something that I, I had never written like before, um, you know, and I'm not sure, I can't say that about him, but we wrote, I can't even tell you how much we wrote, how many poems we wrote back and forth, there must be thousands of them, um all under the theme of you know this this apple tree, we would run out the the screen door and go to the apple tree and there 's once where once where we wrote um uh, you know he was had a girl he'd just gotten a girlfriend, and you know it was like, oh, I was kind of jealous because you know. Now, this girlfriend's not going to want him writing with me. None of his girlfriends ever wanted him writing with me, of course, which I can understand. They don't know me. Um, But we wrote this one poem called The Rose and the Daisy, or The Daisy and the Rose. And I was going to read it to you, but I think I'm going to try to maybe get a hold of him because next week is the first of the month, and I always do one of my poems on the first of the month. But um, maybe I can get him to call in and read it with me. That would be kind of fun. That's a really cute, just the sweetest little poem about a ro- the daisy and the rose. So thinking about all of this, you know, being National Weed Day and the flowers and giving you that exercise, the prompt I want to give you is kind of a play off of the poem that he and I wrote. And, you know, just in case he happens to listen to this show tonight, I just want to tell him that I love him very much and uh, I'm really thankful that he has been in my life. And uh, we've done all the writing that we've done, and uh, yeah, I'm just really thinking about him a lot today, being National Weed Day, (laughs) and that will be very endearing to him, though it does not sound like it is very endearing at all. It's Happy Weed Day. I'm thinking about you, Jared. (laughs) Um, So anyway, the prompt that I'm going to give you is kind of a play on the poem that he and I wrote together, and. The The prompt is going to be I really want to read this But I, I don't think I have time um, The prompt is The Garden Gate Okay The Garden Gate That is the prompt for this week So whatever way you want to take that A title Or a line in the poem Or the general concept of the poem That is your prompt Writing prompt And it is to generate a poem Alright, maybe he'll call in And read this poem tonight So we'll see I'm gonna copy it to him and tell him to call in and read. We'll see if he does. That would be pretty cool then I don't have to do it. Yes. All right. So now, folks, I am going to play the next thing we've got to oh, the next thing I need to do, I want to make sure that I thank uh Star Sevron, James Winsapien, and Roy Murdoch for helping to sponsor the show last year. They uh all pitched in, we our license for the year is a thousand dollars a year, twelve hundred dollars a year actually total. Um, to keep our show on the air doing three-hour shows. And they all pitched in and helped with that last year. We are at the end of our uh, our year, and our license will be up for renewal at the end of this month. So if you are interested in helping to sponsor the show you can email me or send me a message on facebook and let me know and i will let you know what that entails what you can do to help sponsor the show all right but i do want to thank them on behalf of all of us for helping with the show last year appreciate you guys so much and it really means a lot to us and this last year has just been amazing and it's been such a gift all right so next thing (laughs) if you are a spoken word artist or if you have recorded any of your poetry if you haven't you need to um, but if you have your stuff recorded and you'd like to play it on the air, you can email that to me at the other word, that's in the email title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, all right? And we can get that uploaded to the show's library and play it on the air for you, and that will be absolutely awesome. So, the piece that I am going to start the show off with this week. is going to be where did it go? I had it up here. I had it pulled up one time. And I'm not sure where it went. That's great. Oh, here it is. Okay, so the piece that I'm going to start the show with is by Miss Cassandra Tribe, which I absolutely adore. Um, she did a workshop with us. We have some workshops coming up, by the way. If you're interested in doing a workshop with me, shoot me over a message, and I'll give you the details on that, by the way. Uh, but the one that I'm going to play right now is called Striking a Match. It is by Miss Cassandra Tribe, and we will be right back.
1: Striking a Match Promise the Promise of Many things. If I have chosen to pour gasoline on myself, on others, on things, then the promises of destruction that will have no meaning. For no two people shifting the oily ash shall agree. And why I struck the flame. Houses will be left without them. People will be chosen to blame. And if anything of me is bad of me, I will be examined. not believed. believe. For the nature of destruction. is to destroy all men, all men, all men. striking a match holds the promise of many things if that match sparks a flame that flares to a candle then the smallest part of life is not entrapped with flickering boundaries it's Orders are protected. Water for the ways of night and change. In that small circle of light, vision lacks clarity and life as the substance of sight, and no two people shall agree, for the nature of flames that flare is to disappear. Striking a match holds the promise of many things. If that match falls on woodpile just so. Then flame feeds fire. And Light cannot help but be cast. reveal what has been, and what has yet to come, yet Yet fires by nature consume themselves. For the nature of being consumed, is to stay until there is nothing left. No one person can survive. in darkness oh, okay. for each and all are beyond their control in striking the match there is a promise of <laughs>
0: Miss Cassandra Tribe with Striking a Match Now Everybody if you are on hold I imagine you're wondering what comes next The number to call in tonight if you'd like to Call in and share Is 646-595-3965 I'm out of breath So (laughs) While I was playing It's like oh my gosh I forgot to bring coffee in here with me So as soon as I put that on It's like I'm running my butt out there And grabbing coffee And trying to get back in here and it's like, oh, no, I forgot cream. So I had to run back out there, put cream in, run back in here. And then I'm sitting there saying, okay, oh, three seconds left, it's, not, it's over. And now talking, but I'm sitting here going, ah.
2: <laughs> Whew.
0: Okay, we're back, folks. <laughs> Welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe. Uh, the number to call in, if you'd like to call in again, is six four six five nine five three nine six five. That's six four six five nine five three nine six five you're on hold. This is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 256 is our first caller for the evening. Alrighty, so listen for your telephone uh, area code. And when we bring you on, please make sure you introduce yourself. It's really important that... Your name is attached to your work when you send it out there into the universe, and that people know who 's reading that way i don 't get a whole bunch of messages while the show's going and wanting to know who 's reading and i 'm trying to answer them and i 'm not paying attention to what you 're reading, but I still have to to be able to hear it and you know be able to talk to you about it, so please make sure that you tell everybody who you are it 's just really good practice <laughs> all right and then Right now we are going to be doing two poems if the lines get too busy and we have to cut back to just one. I'll let you know when that happens, but right now you can read two pieces. Please keep your reads to right around five minutes. Be courteous of the people waiting in line behind you. And then when you're done reading, make sure that you give everyone your URL. Alrighty, that way the people who love you can come over and tell you and show you and get to know you and your work better and all that good stuff. Alrighty, and then please keep in mind that we have a... Uh, mature rating, so you really seriously are bound to hear just about anything on this show, with the exception of adult porn poetry, no bumping body parts, no tab a in the slot b we don 't need the word nipple in there to understand what you 're talking about uh, so we are we are an adult rating, but not a mature a mature rating, but not an adult rating all right and then i 'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers so you kind of know where you are, but before I do that, I want to let area code four one nine and 765, know that you guys are not in the lineup. So if you guys want to come on the air and read tonight, 419-765, press 1 on your phone, and that will put you in the lineup. If you're just here listening and having a good time and hanging out, I appreciate you being here. Yeah, I see you, 419, thank you. Uh, so 765, if you're here just listening, thanks for being here. I hope you enjoy the show. 765, if you change your mind at any time and you would like to come on the air, 765 <laughs> You can press one at any time, and it'll bring you on all right, so our first three callers for the night are two five six eight three two and nine o three. Now we have been having issues with the chat room, so if you have are trying to get into the chat room and you haven't been able to get in yet, um I'm pretty sure that they've got it up or Uh, It should be coming up here pretty quick. If you're listening on the live player on your computer, just refresh your page and the chat room will show up underneath the live player. All right, so and if you've got the chat room page itself open, then just refresh your page, keep refreshing it, and it should let you in. It is open now, kind of. Um, if it doesn't let you in, just keep hugging it with a stick. It hasn't worked right in a long time. Last couple of weeks, we've had some issues with the lines. We're going to see how those go tonight. Hopefully, that all goes well. We do have callers to start out with, so we at least we have some more lines open. That's awesome. So, let's go ahead and we are going to bring on our first caller and that is as I said 256 256 you're on the air. Good evening, Naila. This is Stan Phillips. Hey, Stan, did you like the way I was juggling talking to the techs about that and and talking and and all that? I I juggled that so well. I almost pulled it off.
3: <laughs> almost. Almost.
0: Almost. So tell me, Stan, what kind of weeds or flowers are important? Your like, if your childhood memory of a flower, what is it? Dandelions. Or weed.
3: Yeah, dandelions. Why? Because they were all over the yard. were everywhere. Little white puppy things all over the yard. And then once <laughs> they blew away and they were gone, then you have those little yellow flowers that followed.
0: Can you believe I was such a little shit that I would sit there and blow dandelion seeds into poor old Mr. Garlic's yard just so I could get more work? <laughs>
3: now they say you're an entrepreneur. Yeah,
0: yeah. But later, later on in life, he was a dirty old man, so yeah you know, he 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 was not a nice guy, so I don't really don't feel that bad for the if you want to know the, the Paul Harvey part of this, yeah he was a jerk ah, Mr. yeah okay. anyway, so yeah, he deserved every dandelion I gave him. <laughs> <laughs> so what Would you bring us tonight, my love? well,
3: I brought the poem I wrote off the word "primal."
0: which and word I'm sorry, know. you kind of cut out there, or I cut out which word was it?
3: Uh, I've got primal? to pull my wrote off, off the word primal. Okay. And it was kind of like, uh, sort of a weird sort of, I don't know what you would call this. It's it's like a comparison between the leadership we have as compared to say the leadership of a pride. Okay. And it's called civil disservice. a reflection of our civilized heart in the visage of leader chosen. Regards the rest of the pride beneath his station and standards. A leader of pomp, not principles. An image of strength and power only to show crumbling clay be his feet and foundation. In the primal of our hearts, it is not the main that makes the leader. It is the strength To lead by deed, willing to sacrifice all for the whole. The wear of bombast and pompous ego lends no validity, merely volume. Reaffirming, the reaffirmation of a sage saying it's the empty can makes the most noise. In peace.
0: Was awesome. You know, that's what I love about doing the prompts, because primal was one of our prompts, right? Yes. And yes. you never know, every seed that lands, every seed, I mean, it's, they're all going to grow into something different.
3: Yeah, exactly, you know? and it also could on what is influencing you at the time.
0: That's exactly true, you know? what you're going through, what, what influences are I mean, you might write if you know if I wrote about that the day if I gave you that prompt the day you lost your virginity, it would have been a completely different poem.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I don't I'd know been, what just happened but she was proud... she
0: was a tiger. <laughs>
3: oh yeah. And I'd have been the proud big cat strutting around like ha-ha. mm Mhm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh yeah.
0: I'm just. I'm sorry. I was just picturing that. That was cute. I, but then strutting it kind of, quickly went you. to like being a peacock with the whole tail out. You know, the the big fan, and you're just strutting around the oh, farmyard. Well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how, how bad <laughs> would
3: that be to have the big fan out in the and walk right past you? <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with mine?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I had. I used to have a farm, and I had chickens. And it's it's a long story. It just kind of fell in my lap one time. And one, one of the things I've been through in my life. So I had this farm and I ended up with chickens. I had a cow in my bathtub. And I had a, a day-old lamb named Elvis that would follow me around the house going, Mah mah But that's a whole other story. But I had chickens, okay? And yeah. the rooster was a banty rooster, which banty banties are like, you know, half the size of a normal chicken. And a third yes, the size of small. like the Americana chickens that lay the green eggs. They're little.
4: Yeah. But he,
0: I mean, he walked around like he was the cock of the walk through that whole farmyard, and I named him. His name was Petey for Pimp Daddy. He he yeah. was my Petey, and uh, but he did. He strutted around. And so now every time I think about that, I'm going to think about you strutting around like Petey around my farmyard. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. When, See, when that's that, where the whole train of thought goes. That whole imagination exactly. thing, inspiration. Yeah. Good. So there you go.
3: When we moved to Alabama, my kids had been raised in cities. We moved up on the mountain in Alabama. They went nuts. Wide <laughs> open space, running crazy. We had chickens. We had a little Banny rooster. I know he didn't stand more than maybe seven or eight inches tall full up. That was him.
0: Yeah, and his but little tiny, they're he, so cute you could wear them on a hat.
3: Yeah, and he just thought he was absolutely it. He was it. And stood mm-hmm. around that yard and, and, and challenged you stomp your foot at him, he'd come at you with that little stomp and sideways and flare you and smack you with his little bitty sticky legs and then run away. <laughs> yeah, he thought he was bad. He did. Yeah, his only mistake is he tried that with a turkey, and her name was Cleo, and she she was she's a big damn turkey. And he went up there and flailed her with his little sticks, and she just picked a foot up and put it down on him. And put him on the ground and just looked at him like, little fella. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Too bad you couldn't, like, super glue a little miniature rolling pin on her wing, right?
3: Oh, yeah, that would have been perfect. <laughs> and he just set him up and he took off running. Of course, he never bothered her again, but yeah. That's funny. Danny's a funny <laughs> little bird. Uh, and so, for the so second I, thing,
0: I, I feel a whole poem coming on here.
3: Oh. Uh, Oh, I should have shut up when I had the chance.
0: <laughs> I know, right? You guys yeah. ask for it. You think that I'm I'm the big mean brute? You know the. You know it was really funny, Carlos, when he first started calling in, thought I was like a 70 year old nun, because I was just so sweet and soft spoken, right? <laughs> Little do you know, I'm the nun with the ruler. You know, I'm giving you that homework, which, and which brings up a whole different poem, but yeah, we'll we yeah. Won't go
2: there. <laughs>
3: Uh huh. Okay.
0: Go ahead. Your next poem is.
3: Well, the next one, uh, the idea of answering a poem, and I was sitting there thinking, and I, I, I picked a poem out. It's very old. It's from the 1100s, and it was by a Chinese poet named Su Shi. And when I read this, it struck me, this is very similar to a piece I had written. And in fact, it was one of the first pieces I ever had put in a magazine. It was in the uh, Elite Critique e their early spring edition, uh, edition. And I thought, that is sort of an affirmation of this one. Of course, mine was from like 2015, and this one was from uh, the 1100s. But I thought I'd read his poem and then read mine.
0: That works for me.
3: Okay. This is the poem by the poet Su Shi. To what can our life on earth be likened? To a flock of geese alighting on the snow, sometimes leaving a trace of their passage in peace. Beautiful. Yeah. And then I thought about this piece I wrote called The Lake. Feeling rather small, of no significance at all, I meandered through life, short on joy, long on strife. My point for existence just seemed a mere pittance. Make change in the world, not even a dent, a lifetime near over, appearing no stint. So, took a stroll alongside a lake, sought serenity for my old soul's sake. As I stood at the shore all alone, picked up and tossed in a single stone, watched the ripples across its face thin, then fade, without a trace. Just then, I found a crystal clear thought, the value in life that I had sought. As the stone in the lake, the ripples fade, but still an amazing change had been made. The stone displaced water, a fact well known, so the entire lake's level was raised by one stone. All life has meaning, cause and effect. Changes occur we may not detect. Just in being and the actions we take, we all change the world, like a stone in a lake.
0: In peace. That I love it. I love the the first one. The you know I love knowing where something comes from. The whole act of inspiration to me is just amazing. You know, having something, I want to know where it came from. I, I, I'm i not just happy knowing that you made the color red. I want to know how, what happened. You know, so I really like it when you guys share that. I, you know, I love that you read the poem first. I love that the, you know, I just, was awesome.
3: Well, thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, the funny thing
3: is, I would have never even known about that poet. Uh, you know how you have your prompts and homework. Right, and the exercises Well on World Poetry Open Mic They have the Poetic The Poet of the Month And we've done Sandberg We've done uh, Updike You know as poets One of the mm-hmm. poets
5: of the month From
3: them For one of the months was Sue Shi, And I was reading that poetry And that was one of the poems I chose to read On that venue And then when you brought that up, I was looking through some poetry and I came across that poem again and I said, wow, I recognize that. I recognize that from somewhere, you know, and then it dawned on me. I did write something similar to this. And it's amazing how an inspiration perpetuates itself. I mean, this gentleman wrote in the 1100s and even now that concept that we do leave a trace. There is something about us that changes what follows, is perpetuated on even to a new millennium.
0: Amazing. I'm being short because I'm typing to, I'm, I'm typing to, you're supposed to keep talking, you're supposed to know me now, I'm typing to technical oh. support while I'm trying to, while I'm trying to carry on a conversation with you, which obviously I suck at, especially after you got done reading that great poem, which I absolutely loved. I'm glad I said that part before they distracted me.
3: I hear you. <laughs> you and the text are trying to iron out the bugs, huh?
0: Agreed. So let me ask you this. I'm I'm buying time here. Let me ask you this, Stan, question for you to talk about for a moment. (laughs) What do you have planned for National Poetry Month next month?
3: I'm not sure. I might just, just decide to sit down and try to actually write a poem every day. I have I've written clusters. I've sat there and had days where I'd I'd roll off three in one day. You know, it just it's like the muse is there, I'm there and it just rolled. And there's been other times I've gone a week and not a drop of ink came out of the pen. You know, so I think maybe this this April I'm just gonna try to write the whole month.
0: You know, I said this at the beginning. Were you on at the beginning of the show? Were you listening at the very beginning?
3: Uh, No, I was over doing something else and then hopped over.
0: (laughs) Okay. So doing a poem a day. I think that we should all try to do that anyway because it's just a good exercise. Because I know that by you're gonna, you know, I know that there's gonna days where you're gonna write total crap and get so messy with your muses, and you're gonna look at it, but you're gonna say, "By God, at least I got that poem done." I love that the fact that that is out there because it is an act of discipline in writing. And if you do something 21 times in a row, theoretically, the way human brain works is that should become a habit. Okay. Uh. So I love that part, but I want you to add something different. I want you to add something new to it. You know, we all we're, we're writing a poem a day is kind of a comfort zone goal. Right. We all want to sit down and we all want to write more. So I want you to do that because I think that's an important one. But I also want you to do something that pushes yourself out of the Comfort zone and do something outside of yourself. Like one of the things that I'm going to do, I said this at the beginning, is I'm going to print out and wrap in ribbon and seal with a wax seal 30 poems. I'm going to carry them around in my car, and as I walk around during the month, I may give out five in one day and two the next, and none the next four days, but I'm going to make sure that I give out all 30 of those before the end of the month. And in that way, and just tell someone Happy Poetry Month and hand them this cute little scroll with a poem in it, a random person I don't know. And in that oh. way, you know, help expand and share poetry with the world outside of my own little private bubble that I live in most of the time because we are writers. We live in our own bubbles. So, I'm, you know, I want, I'll pop the bubble next month and have you reach out and engage with the world and share what you love with the world by doing that. Or, you know, write them on little note cards, print them out and putting them in a little note card that says Happy Poetry Month and leaving them in random people's mailboxes or on their desks at work. Or actually, probably shouldn't leave them at desks at work because that could turn into, he left me a love poem and now he's just, and, and the next thing you know, you, you know, you're on the sex offender list. So we can't have that. So don't yeah. do random no. poems on work desks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that took a turn south real fast So, yeah, I love the 30 I'm going to be doing the 30 I mean, I always do that every month So it's good that we do that But I want to push you That is my job I would, you guys have no reason Being here listening to me Every week and each other If we don't, you There isn't something in it for you You know, besides the fact that you get to spend time, I push you. The reason I push you is I want you to grow. I want you to think new things. I want you to taste. I mean, we should go through life with bandages on our knees, poking things with sticks, turning over rocks, and maybe getting bit a couple of times, but finding some amazing, amazing treasures, too. That's the way we have to engage with life, you know? So I'm going to push you to that. So when I do these things, when I give you the exercises, when I make you go do weird stuff like you know, pushing you to do that. There's a reason for it, because you're my kids, kind of. You know, I want the best for you. I want you to be the best you can be. You know, always push you to grow. Okay, I'm done. I don't know why I got off on that tangent. (laughs) But I feel so much closer to you all now.
2: (laughs) Yes, I know. Uh,
0: All right. So what's next? What do we do next, Dan? Get me back in line.
3: Well, I think the next thing to do is for me to tell people where they can find me.
0: I think that would be a great thing to do.
3: (laughs) Okay. Uh, You can find me in the 2017 anthology and the 2018 anthology of World Poetry Open Mic. You can also find me in the Outlaw Poetry Anthology, We're in Cahoots, all on Amazon. You can afford, of course, finally, on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe. Uh, hopefully, a speedy recovery to the hostess of the Hurt Locker. And hopefully, Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, I will be co-hosting with her on the Hurt Locker on Epiphany Radio. You can also, finally, on the Inspiration Factory on Sunday nights, And you can also Friday nights uh, find me on the Spoken Word Program, World Poetry Open Mic. Other than that, uh, Friends of Words, Wisdom, Wonder, and Wit, which is a poetry group, the Garden of Poetry and Prose, Poetry of the Springs, Embrace, uh, and Outlaw Poetry. And that's about it.
0: Very cool. All right, sweetheart. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you helping me out through, through that rough moment where <laughs> oh, I wasn't so good at multitasking. Great reads tonight. I appreciate you so much. And um, we are obviously having some issues with the lines. Um, I don't know what's going on, but uh, if you want to hang out and read uh, and hear again in a little bit, press 1. That takes you out of the line. Press 1. It puts you back in. All right. Okay. And, uh Okay, and that way, you know, if you hang up, you might not get back in. I'm not sure what's going on right now. If you guys are trying to call in, 646-595-3965 is the number. If you're getting that fast busy again, just keep poking with a stick. It will let you in eventually. All right, Stan, yeah, great job. You know. Thank you, honey.
3: Thank you, Nyla, and on to the
0: next. All right, baby. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. bye right, and remember, press 1 if you want to get out and come back in. Press it twice. Yeah. I do want to let area code 6... Uh, 765 and 919. I do want to let you guys know that I do see you on the line. You are not in the lineup though. If either of you 6 or 765 765 or 919 want to come on the air, please press 1. That will put you in the lineup if you're here just listening. Awesome. If you change your mind at any time uh, go ahead and hang up or, I mean, go ahead. If you want to change your mind any time, just one. It'll put you in the lineup. So it's 765. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832-832. You're on the air. Uh, I am. Can, can I Can I you, change my mind? You can, <laughs> oh, oh no, absolutely not.
5: Uh, <laughs> uh, who's your buddy? Who's your pal? Come on.
0: <laughs> you're my buddy. You're my pal. You're my friend. I just want to love you and cuddle you and call you George or Soldier Blue. I can't remember uh, which okay. one. Who are well, you? you huh? What? Do I know how about,
5: you? How about, how about, how
0: about Rafe? <laughs> That's a whole different <laughs> poem, honey. <laughs> so this is Rafe Wilde, yeah. Soldier Blue. I always tease them that it, Rafe Wilde. Yeah. You guys have to agree with me. Rafe Wilde is a porn star name. I'm sorry. You know, you know, you know that Rafe, if you sit there and someone says, I want you to meet Rafe Wilde, all of a sudden you're saying this, you know, Rawr. yeah. <laughs> Not that I know what porn is. <laughs> well, you Or know. that it goes <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm shutting up.
5: Or maybe it goes Hi, more I like, bow,
0: bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs>
5: okay. Did you
0: order pizza? <laughs>
5: well, you know. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: you know, it's, yeah, no, it's really funny, I tease that. about the hmm? pizza what? boy all the time But I actually have, there's a line in a poem I wrote one time That uh-huh. says, you're the reason I didn't tie up the pizza delivery boy Keep him there till I was yeah. done yeah. That's actually a line there in one of my know. poems, poor pizza delivery boy Oh, okay
5: yeah. Hey Yeah
0: I don't well, know why I'm sharing all this uh, stuff with you. It's like I got uh, diarrhea of the mouth okay. tonight. I'm telling you what guys all my secrets. <laughs> yeah. Someone stuff me. So what you got from the okay.
5: Well, actually, I wanted to start off because I was thinking about this uh, earlier. Because I mean, it just I mean, it, well, first of all, the, the, the situation that I wrote wrote to is is one that's you know obviously something that uh, has far-reaching consequence and. As you know, uh, recent ties to recent history, um, but I—it's I, always you know when I'm when I'm doing something like that, you know, I mean I come from you know I come from the place where I know why it bothers me, but then I need to sit there and kind of sift through some things as, as far as you know like being able to give it a distillation in terms of you know uh, kind of like the the, the crystallized uh, form of what I was uh, what I, what, I've, uh, what it came down to was is you know you think about or well I do and obviously um, I think about you know the way that a lot of my people have been treated since you know the time of being discovered in colonialization, and we know the the basically the nature of the beast, so to speak, uh in terms of you know the government entities and whatnot that we have to deal with. And, and still, you know, I see, you know, my, my people and And, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, there's, there's, there's cause for, you know, necessity and, de- you know, from born from desperation. I mean, I'm not, I'm not negating that, but it just, I just, I find it very hard to swallow sometimes with regard to, you know, some of the situations that come up. And in, and in this instance, the, the story that kind of, that came to my mind um, in uh, uh, to to kind of like lay the basis for it um, was the 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 story of the the frog and the scorpion. Uh, are you are you familiar with that one?
0: I know that one very very well, and I use it as an example. Mm-hmm. I've my whole life. I love that story.
5: Okay, well it's I'm unstable. just going to give the basics of it. I'm not going to you know I'm not going to go you know into to you know. Uh, extensive detail but i mean basically the story is that the scorpion wants to cross the river and he asks the frog if, if he can take him across and the frog says well uh, you know as long as you can promise me that you're you're not going to sting me on the you know the passage from one side of the river to the other and so the scorpion says okay uh, well you know that, that's that's we're we'll, we can make that agreement. And so the scorpion climbs onto the back of the frog, and the frog starts swimming across the river. And halfway across the, the river, the scorpion just starts stinging the crap out of the frog, just stinging just, just bolt after bolt with his tail. And as the, as the, the frog is going down for, basically for the last time and you know about to die, he's asking the scorpion, why did you sting me? He says, because it's my nature.
0: Because I'm a so, scorpion, it's what I do.
5: Exactly. That's it. That's exactly it. Because it's my nature. Um, you know, so and it, and that's, who's, that's, who's
0: at fault there? You know, I love. You know, there, there's more to that. To me, there's more of a, you know, more to that. It's a little bit deeper. It's like, where does the fault lie? Does it lie with the scorpion, or does it lie with the frog for believing the scorpion and thinking it could make the scorpion yeah. change? You know, sure. for me, it's really metaphorical for relationships between men and women.
5: Well, I look at it from the point of uh, let's put it this way. In, in, in that regard, I would go. I would even t- kind of like step a little bit further back from it, in just saying that you know why does it need necessarily to be seen from a point of view of, of pointing the finger one way or the other, and not mm-hmm. just simply the fact of looking that, looking at it from both sides, but from a from a a a uh, Bit of a distant view To be able to see the whole picture You know it, 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 Human you know, nature is instance, what human you know,
0: nature is And you need to accept oh, sure. it for its humanity It's good, it's bad, it's
5: flawed It's light oh, and, well, sure. and And I mean one of the things That I've always tried to, to take into account And I mean obviously you know, I, It's colored by my own perception as being a man But still in all I understand very well That being a man of the, of native culture is still only half of that story so i do my best to try to understand and some you know in some kind of way you know by empathy uh uh try to you know include and and be aware of the the more female aspects of of the native culture and you know that's that's something that i've that i've always tried to do i don't know how well i do it but i, I but i try and and you know I try to keep that in my mind and in, in uh, that regard because again you know like I said it takes two halves to make the whole so you know I do that as much as I can um, but there you have it um, the uh, this work is called water light lies and it's talking. Uh, well, I was talking about a lot of things, but the primary place where it starts is with the, a lot of the flooding that's going on up north with a lot of my people and the uh, Pine Ridge Reservation in particular and, and yeah, just like to say various aspects of that. So that's what this is working with. It's called Water Light Lies. Water, first medicine, first maiden. Ni, which Water is life water me rushing past my head as I sleep it is the night honido nocturnal green, dreams Ya tha. colours images motion swaying in the water you would it like soft grasses. Like a river without a mouth. The sound cries out its own anguish, its own pent up formulated rage Givago no It is an odd number odd in number all oh, seven. The stones have wept for a century. Trailing words of travesty, devastation, and genocide after. Agatha. Second sound a rush of fire, beanbags, concussion grenades, rubber bullets, Sharpie tags on prisoners, water cannons, mace, and razor wire. And- Vigilante, law enforcement, hired thugs from other states of the lower 48, home guards, national implementation, 2019 now. Wounded knee is underwater, flooding out the blood shadows of all so buried there. A memorial of our constant reminders of red earth dissolution, Genetic genocide. Gagu Wind song of a soaring hawk somehow mixed with the metallic meanings of a wheeling windmill. It is the rushing, raging heart of a sacred wind. Drago, traze. There is no place upon our graveyard plains for those yet playing, praying, patriot games for our extinction. Nite. With heads bowed over the people we shine As everything shatters around us a little more I ask after a giver's motive The number 13, the quantified soldiery National Guard Activated to give the people on Pine Ridge clean water And the Gold King Mine is leaking into the bloodlines of the Animas River, 250 to 300 gallons per minute past the treatment center that has failed. Oh. Ask the Diné how they like their clean drinking water. Navajo Nation code talkers to stand for the people, an EPA mistake sacred land, sacred waters the return to the start of the story 2015, you bastards treatment to clean water that failed on a massive scale death and dying receded, planted topside with bones from before on, oh, from before we were praying had receded with the deluge Not so. The tide surges forward. Dodze Uthinge, a chokehold garot over life. Wounded knee, Bigfoot and his people, remnants of the seventh. Ethishno, oh, yes, that odd one in number sent after the native people chasing the dance of another ghosting hope, Ubechni. Apparitions in a communal grave, absent without leave, blood haze still hovering over the greasy grass, blue coat soldiers, another soldiery, Custer, and so after the debacle of violence against peaceful protectors of water. In 2016, now 13 of that soldiery are activated for the purpose of dispensing clean water at Pine Ridge. Uh, what was the cause that they were fighting for in 2016? Uh, uh, clean water? The Missouri River? Yes, it is a good act. Yes, the function is necessary for life. Still, I see the shades of the old ones, Bigfoot and his people, waiting, watching from the shadows. Gedake Kind of ironic Kind of twisted, so say I. Hey, coat soldier, is that really clean water? Or perhaps another death joke of the macabre waiting to transpire.
1: Whoopsie.
5: <laughs> which wichon. Water is life. I would find another way. My brother said it time does not always heal, no magic, only distance, etroncha, me which water is life, ghost road born, I will leave you here with ponderance, and peace.
0: Amazing read, my dear. You know, I always wonder, and you know the answer to it. I mean, it's the money. You know, money talks. Money talks. Money rules everything. And I, I sit there and, you know, think, you know, are people so silly that they don't understand that if the people calling the shots on that, the people that let that happen, if their children were drinking that water, It would have been a whole different story.
5: Of course.
0: Yeah. So, you know, it's like, you know, don't, don't be, don't, I mean, you know, WWTD, you know, you should always ask yourself that, you know, what would they do? What would they do if this was happening to them? And we know the answers. And if it's different than what they're actually doing, then there's a problem. And there's a problem.
5: Yeah. That's why they changed it from running through or running by Bismarck to running down by Standing Rock uh, Reservation. You know, mm-hmm. but they don't want to talk about that. They don't want. They don't want. To, they, don't want to, they don't want to discuss that part. They don't yeah, want to discuss the fact that it was the EPA that caused the the, the 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 knock in the hole of the retaining wall of the retention pond for the Gold King mine that caused. The, the initial three million gallons to be dumped into the Animas River and kill it in the first place. They don't mm-hmm. want to talk about that.
0: No, no, they don't. Are you going to read two tonight?
5: Yes, I will. I um, I got the. I did a. Um, well, I did a little bit of a reworking. It's it's not really that much of a reworking, but it. I definitely want to read it again anyway, just because this is also part of. Uh, The ongoing nonsense that we have to deal with And so I wanted to read that uh, piece of uh, Day of the Dead again Day of the Dead Flowers Respect for all things sacred Smoke, prayer incarnations Yes, waking people up For the Day of the Dead Indigenous earth bond, no steel permeations, no wasted money spent, tearing at the fabric of what is already rent, the natural ties of life, shaky, fragile, origin, earth, bone hollows, skull weary, we are here to begin again. Remember 2016 indigenously? We do. Waking people up from the days of their death. Eyes light the darkness. There are shadow shapes to be seen. Blood yet to be received. Down the street. Dogs bark. Bite at the gutter smoke of alleyways, blue, in the dropping twilight, through blue, almost blue. Concrete, accidental brick, spaced moths of different lives. on Me, you see, Bones, sun dried unto wither, with soil from graveyard's pine boxes desecrated by the handful doesn't matter if they're not your dead yeah the cash casual callous turning of sanctified sacred earth we shall awaken the sodden dreamers from their earth bonded toil it shall truly be the day of the dead the sacred ash gifts of the great mysteries John Chavez dark wood, the red buds of a Judas tree the ignorance of the ingrate and insanity, a betrayal of all things good for want of greed fortune at any cost the debt given to us all at all to pay for nothing the the emptiness of a lean, gaunt morph of travel, or travel journey interrupted, dashing smoke rises. A renewed, invigorated acquaintanceship of spirit and flesh, connected to the old ones, washed in sanctity annually, cooling. A scent, a sense of the supernatural. And the ass clown in a red wig traits on, but and vindictive in his stupidity revelations the dead shall rise in protection of the grandchildren seven times seven village peaceful resistance it is the time of awakening hey putus build your dumb wall around your house you egypt it is the day of the dead We are the ghost road born Our old ones have called us Thus we are knowing It is the day of the dead Sangre de todos Blood of everyone Jove Rich in its sanctity Seven times seven The hoop unending Eternal prayer songs Ancient ageless gifts From the ancestors We are waking the people up For this day of the dead. Oh, yes, we are here. Cerca del rio grande. Rio del creador. The big river. The river of the creator. Watching toxins of a different kind flow downstream. Oh, yes, we have made the journey for this day of the dead. Oh, we are here. Okay, we're Absolutely
0: incredible, my friend. Fantastic you. job. You write so deeply, you know, you just, you tap that really hard place to be. Fantastic job, honey.
5: Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, just as a uh, kind of a thing on kind uh, of times coming up, you're talking about uh, uh, Poetry Month and all that. Well, yesterday I went to uh, one of my fishing trips to one of my favorite bookstores and came out of there with uh, 39 starter images. It, it, it. Oh wow! So the paint pots are restocked. The juice has already been reconstituted and we're ready to go.
0: <laughs> I love it. All right. I can't wait to see what gets <laughs> splashed on the canvas then.
5: Hey. Hey. <laughs> so <laughs> so All right, you can find Steve me Hart. at Rafe Wild. Uh, Rafe Wild is uh, on uh, 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 Facebook. And in parentheses, it'll say Soldier Blue underneath, so that's me.
0: Awesome. All right, Mr. Rafe Wild. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week, sweetheart.
5: Yes, ma'am. And as always, I thank you for this platform for self-expression. Oh,
0: you're welcome, hon. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Our next caller. Let me go ahead and give the next three callers so that I can keep track of you, and you guys can know how soon you're coming up. Your next, our next caller comes from area code. What happened to Soldier Blue? But where's 903? 903 looks like that one dropped. So our next caller will be coming from area code 419, then we have area code 203, and then 919. All right, so let's go ahead and get 419. Are you with me? Hi, Nyla. How are you? I'm wonderful, sweetheart. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. It's been a while. (laughs) It has been a while. What's been going on with you, my dear?
6: Well, my boyfriend had surgery in his eye, so that's two Thursdays that I was by him out of the month that I've been missing from your show.
0: <laughs> so, How's he doing? Um,
6: he's doing good. He just had cat- cataract surgery uh-huh. in both of his eyes, but um, that was it was like two weeks apart, so the one eye and then you know, the it's other weird. eye. It's going to be, so.
0: for him it's going to be like, you know, when someone quits smoking, how all of a sudden they realize what the world smells and tastes like. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like that yeah. for him. The colors are going to be so vivid. It's going to be like a little kid looking in a crayon box for the first time. It's going to be
6: yeah, pretty he cool. I mentioned today that it was a lot better. His vision yeah. is getting better, so yeah, that's kind of cool. But that's I've been for two of the four weeks I was tied up with him and being spending time with him, which I don't mind either. So it's that's, okay that if life my, happens <laughs> as long as you
0: come back to us.
6: Yeah, I'm sticking to it. And I thought tonight, I'm like, oh, I better, uh, I better call, and I haven't called in a while, so. <laughs> yeah, touch base. I'm still alive and I have a heartbeat. <laughs> good, good on all accounts. Uh, so I I brought a piece I wanted to share called "The Rain of uh, Heartbreak." Okay, silent and cold, the raindrops they fall, like the teardrops from my eyes. So much heartache, so much heartbreak torn to pieces inside. I hate all the fighting, cannot stomach the emotional roller coaster ride. All caught up in losing myself to you. I cannot shake this, I cannot shake you. My heart it lies in two places, wanting the synchronicity of us that I know will never come till I hold on to hope. As the tears they fall like rain, I cannot rid of all the pain that resides inside my heart in which I harbor The pain of you, the pain of me. From my thoughts, my mind won't set you free. From all this heartache, torment and pain, unwanted yet persistent time and time again, my life will never be the same as you have deeply touched me somehow and in some way. Only now the memory of you remains. The tears, they fall steadfast just like the rain, beating down harder against the window pane. You have deeply touched me somehow and in some way now left trying to rid myself of the pain, tears flowing like a river cascading over waterfalls. I try to think of us away, but I always come back somehow to the thought of you and I together, hard to stomach the rainy day weather when you and I are apart. Is it the rainstorm not letting up or me not wanting to let go? As I now live with the memories of you and they seem such a lifetime ago. Silent and cold, the rain still trickles down Inside my heart I carry the crown that I bejeweled you with. You have adorned my life with your most precious gift, the gifts you gave of yourself. All I have to do is close my eyes to catch a glimpse, living with the memory of you, your eyes the most radiant of blue, and that smile that you gave could last for days. With the sunshine you provided, where the warmth and love of our hearts collided. Darkness now dwells from the shadows of the storm, the light is burning out, even the embers don't know which way to turn. Trying to find comfort at last at the very thought, my life was blessed to have had the chance in knowing you. Self-wallowing in my own agonizing pain, the thought of losing you alone brings on down the pouring rain. Longing for the fleeting thoughts to go away, just like sunshine driving out the rain, trying to assemble the broken pieces of me, hard to do when you are all I see, The memory of you will always remain. As for now, your home is in my heart, and I am most comfortable leaving it that way. Trying to get through the storm, sheltering myself from the rain, embracing for the next time, inevitably, it will fall again. Perhaps I will be more prepared. Perhaps one day, when it does rain again, I will dance these lonely teardrops away. And in my heart, may the sweetness of your memory always stay.
0: Hard place to be.
6: (laughs) It 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 was, and it was raining when I wrote it. (laughs) As I was sitting outside, it was pretty pretty nice, actually.
0: You know, it's it's weird. You know, you mentioned rain, and there are. Think that the rain is kind of like special for you. Do you have a connection with rain?
6: Oh, I just uh, associate them with
0: teardrops, to me. Is it? But is it something when that's inspiring to you, you know? It's like the wind. Oh, the yeah, wind I love the wind. for me, is something <laughs> yeah. that is, yeah, okay, that's what I was asking. Um, it's really weird yeah. to me. Um, it's really interesting to me, the things that people will emotionally connect to. Like we were talking earlier about, you know, today being National Weed Appreciation Day, you know, dandelion-type weeds, not weed weeds. 420. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not 420. This is like Dandelion Day, Weed Day. Um, you know, my connection to dandelions all my life. And then, you know, the wind. The wind is one of the most, standing in the wind and feeling the wind, the when it moves your hair and it's like touching your body everywhere at once. And, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a warm wind or a cold wind, but that sensation is probably one of the most highly erotic feelings and is so it is such an emotional almost a spiritual feeling for me you know in just the sense of being alive and wild and feral that feral part of me you know i stand in the wind and that that gnashes you know it it it, it, it literally grows teeth and gnashes the wind um so the, the, so that's why i asked you know the you know the rain is that something that that speaks to you Creatively That you connect with You know And I could tell I knew the answer before you And answered it Because I could tell From the way that you wrote in it But I thought it was pretty cool And I think it's really interesting the, How you can tell things about people You know Through their writing That they may not even understand That they're revealing Yeah
6: Yeah I know a lot of my writing Is from pure emotion So hmm <laughs> Yep <laughs> But then it was raining that day, and it was um, heartfelt.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> I could definitely tell. You could hear it in your voice. You could hear it in your delivery, you know. And that's how I knew. You know, the rain was not going to inspire something like that, you know, were it not. And you probably would not have written that poem on any other day.
6: Probably not. Yeah. yeah. It was a fleeting thing that was in my head, and I
0: just wrote and wrote and wrote. <laughs> hmm so. Beautiful, beautiful piece yeah. So are you going to read two tonight, my love? Um, I
6: didn't really have another one picked out And I thought that that one was uh, um, I'm trying to think of a small Yeah, I don't know I didn't pick one out So I don't really kind of want to just pick one And it's not complete or something I would want to read something Well,
0: finished. do you want to press one to go out of the line Or press one to jump back in? Can uh, I can do one? that Okay, I could do all that. Right. I'll just have to find one. I'll give you time to find one. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> all right, sweetie. Thank you. We'll, we'll talk, talk to you in just you a little be. bit. Oh, wait. Tell everyone how to find you first before you take off. Uh,
6: um, Shelly Gambino. I'm on Facebook. Uh, and then I'm also at my own page called Poetical Entry. Um, I don't advertise it a lot, but I put all my poetry on there. So it's just poetry, no p- opinions or anything but my writing. <laughs> um, and that's where you can find me on Facebook.
0: Very cool. All right, sweetie. <laughs> appreciate it so much. And we will talk with you in a little bit.
6: All right, thank you. Yep.
0: All right, hon. bye. Bye, bye. So good to hear from her. All right, Miss Shelley Gambino. Here's the our Next caller comes from area code nine one nine. Nine one nine, you're on the air. Good evening. Hey, how you doing, Granville?
7: I'm not doing well. Why? I- I've been sick for the last 10 days, but, but it's gradually, gradually getting better. But I just call you okay. because I plan to do one poem and be gone.
0: Okay, well, I'm glad that you feel well enough to call in because we would miss you if you were not here.
7: Thank you, thank you. This poem I'm going to do is called The Watcher. The Watcher. I am the watcher. They think that I do not see. But vigilance becomes me. The vigil is mine to keep. It is my watch, and I watch, and I see. Even when I am not looking, I see for the vigil whispers, their guiltiness betrays them, and they lay bare before me. I see at this observatory post, I stand, keeping. Watch keeping watch. Faith has led me here. I see the travail of men on their daily march driven by the scheme of things. The fate lacking the fears multiply. Where they stand in the valley of division. Tomorrow, the illusion. Tomorrow, days goes into evening, then the nights, and the process repeat itself magnificence our madness the endless query as it is bought like the ocean rushing to the shores only to retreat and return again and again we are being played by the artificer of time whom our folly amuses. It amuses us. We find humor here lest the madness would be rampant. But art imitates Life. So I write as I observe, if only to shed some light on the dark and help us temper the madness and understand our follies. So I write and is bound. To this inachievably thank you thank you that was fantastic sweetheart thank you thank you my dear
0: fantastic read you said you're only going to read the one
7: yes ma'am yes ma'am I'm only going to read the one
0: okay then go ahead and tell everyone how they can come find you before you take off
7: yeah, you can find me at Granville John Hedrington on Facebook or Instagram. Granville John Hedrington out of Wally, North Carolina. go me, follow me, see me, pray for me. Have a blessed evening, people.
0: Thank you so much, sweetheart, and great read tonight. Appreciate you.
7: Thank you. Thank you.
0: You're know, very welcome, and we'll talk to you next week, love. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code five zero three. Five zero three. You're on the war- on the air.
3: Well, hi there.
8: How are you?
0: I am doing awesome, John. How are you?
8: I am good. I'm good, Myra. I was digging through an old box of my writings and came up with a poem I wrote back in nineteen ninety two. Want to hear it?
0: (laughs) I do want to hear it.
8: I was working on an old manual typewriter. You ever use those anymore?
0: (laughs) I've got them all over my house, actually. I I love them.
8: Yeah, I still have my old one. It's fun because I kept all the drafts. Apparently, it took me eight days in 1992 to write this. cool to see all and you know, how I changed things. Uh, Anyway, anyway. Oh, and the other thing you should know is that... uh, in 1992, you could still smoke in bars, just saying.
0: Mm-hmm.
8: <laughs> okay, here we go. You know,
0: I here remember being able to smoke on an airplane. On my first airplane oh, ride, people smoke.
8: Really? I remember being able to smoke in uh, department stores. So, mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. Yeah,
8: they used to have ashtrays by the elevators because you couldn't smoke in the elevator.
0: That's, yeah, because <laughs> that was dangerous.
8: I know. Yes, that was dangerous. <laughs> All right, well, here we go. She walks with a certain style and grace through the dim lights of a smoky place, through the blue haze as it billows and flows, curls around and tries not to show that the things it conceals are not always so bad. It's just the pace of the place that drives him mad and the face of an angel. She moves through nature with a gentle ease. She blesses the light that she breathes. He moves along in a solemn circle, loves to see her when she's pressed in purple in the summer nights with a thousand stars drink, drinking peppermint schnapps in whiskey bars beneath the face of an angel. Magic moves through her without her ever knowing. Flowers blossom round her, still yet ever growing, growing in the eyes of the mirror. She tells him that she's the lucky one. His love doesn't put her on the run. And um. Uh, Tells her that he is just a bum, still trying to make dollar number one. And visions of Scotland on a new moon mistaken, quotes made of heavy metal, laden in the
0: poem. <laughs> I love that. What do you think? <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Yeah, it's,
8: it was really fun to find it. know I got a few other ones. Do you still have a lot of there, your but, old writing? Oh, yes, I have a whole box of it.
0: Oh, sure. It, yeah. You know, there's. It's really funny if you look back and you go and you find this stuff like you wrote in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was, uh, you know, uh, uh, Kevin Kraft and you know all those boys when they had the band. Uh, mm-hmm. I wrote this. I wrote this song with them. I don't know if you ever knew that, but it went. The uh-uh. it went. Uh, I dreamed. I took a ride on a paper airplane, searching for the land of unknown. With the fortune teller sitting on her mountain, telling you fates of gold, I saw her face she sang before me, between us, the eyes of the styrofoam dragon. With, my pas- with passion as my weapon, I set out to free the black satin maiden, the black satin may, hey, hey, can't you see where your music's taking me, blah, blah, blah. I wrote that song way back then, you know, and I'm, I'm listening to it, and it sounds so freaking cheesy.
8: <laughs> <laughs> but you still remember and- it word for word, I take it.
0: I You're that's as far, that that that's all I wrote that's as far as I got it there is I, I don't remember the rest of it that's <laughs> all I remember now
9: <laughs>
0: yeah. but it's crazy it's crazy the stuff we wrote back then being able to go back in time and look at things that we did you know watching ourselves uh-huh. grow up through our creativity yeah. and our it's yeah. fun I would love I would love to pack a lunch and take a flashlight and sit in your journals for a while.
2: <laughs>
8: well, mm-hmm. I have an old. I mean, I you know I have an old book of uh, poetry that I wrote. Um, It has mine and other people's, which is kind of interesting, you know. Um, But it's all from high school, all of it. Yeah. In fact, one piece um, I put music to and sang at a funeral. So. Oh wow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of kind of moving through it right now. So look at it. Yeah. Not mine,
0: cool.
8: mine and others. Mine and You know it is, it's fun.
0: For as long as we've known each other and our history, all right, mm-hmm. we should work on something together. A piece of writing. You know, work on the lyrics and then you can put it to music and sing it. But we should do that. Okay. You know, you we like I the think lyrics, that
10: I'll put it history
0: really? Yeah.
8: Hmm. you like the lyrics? I'll put it to music. I've done that before with other people's poetry. Yeah. Okay,
2: Especially I'll do that. Especially back in
8: high school, I used to do that. All right. Well, you better hurry. Um, by the way, I, got, I had a stroke. Did I tell you?
0: I know. You told me. Uh, You're going to be okay. fine, though. You know, sometimes our body just oh, needs I am to kick fine. our ass for a minute and say, hey, you know, listen up. Actually, I am fine.
8: <laughs> I am fine. But, you know, it's scary scary business.
0: It is scary.
8: scary. It is. Oh. I know. Yeah, maybe I'll write a phone about that. <laughs> anyway, well, I will I send a you. Good
0: <laughs> I'm glad. I am really glad you have no idea. Yeah. I will send you. I'll either I I'll may call you, um, depending on what my week goes like. But yeah, let's work on that. That that would be something that would just be like mm-hmm. the best thing in the world. Yeah. Okay. That
8: would be fun for me too. It's been a long All time right, since that's... I did something like that.
0: Did you want okay. to read to you tonight, honey?
8: I don't really have anything. To... Else picked out unless you want me to read something from my songbook <laughs> from from high well, school. Oh, you can read too.
0: If you want to read too, you're more than welcome from high school. Hell yeah, <laughs>
8: from high school. For those hell of yeah. you that don't
0: know, John was my my big older sister's boyfriend, and and mm. I had like such a freaking little sister crush on him. It wasn't even funny. Mm. Yeah. So it's fun. It's fun talking to him now. All these years later, we actually reconnected because of my or Facebook actually, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah,
8: didn't they even had, know didn't even know who you were. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. White bell bottoms and huh? long red curly hair, kind of like Peter Framptonish hair, but beautiful red. Yeah, he was he was the shit. <laughs> <Mine wasn't laughs> I remember. Curly. Mine wasn't Almost curly. well, he no no not mm. as curly, but it was curly. You have to admit it was, cur- was curly. Yeah,
8: yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I've got Enough I've got still got a picture of you sitting on the hill. Are you really?
0: Wow. With your guitar,
8: yeah.
0: That's fine. White That's bell fine. bottom
8: uh, spare feet. Ah, uh, well, I tell you, I can't read really anything in here. I really want to read. It's uh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do another. Then you don't one have answer. to. Okay. All right,
0: <laughs> and plan on bringing two because if we're at that part of the show where you can read two, you, then you can. Okay. <laughs> All right. so I'll, I'll
8: keep digging through the old box
0: All right. Okay. I'll talk to you next week <laughs> Bye. All right, honey. All right Our next caller comes from Area code 216 216 you are on the air Uh,
10: Yeah Hello Can you hear me
0: I can hear you how are you love
10: Oh god I don't even want to go into it Uh, If you don't see me on Facebook That's one of the reasons they stole all my stuff And kicked me off of Facebook I can't even get in my um I can't even get my forms, I can't get anything I'm so depressed I had to go to the doctor today And you know, I had high blood pressure So she didn't put me on medication Something I never wanted to be on uh, I was trying to set up my grandchildren's uh, GoFundMe thing and See, Facebook wanted me to use their GoFundMe thing And I wanted to use GoFundMe thing So Then I accidentally pushed 250000 instead of twenty five. So I don't know what they're mad about But I know that I can't get in my Facebook account I'm just upset and they just keep playing tricks, like sending me this and that, and I do this and that and then I gotta do something else, I gotta do something else, and I gotta go back to the phone and I gotta go to H and T um email and back to the phone and then then I can steal a trick is a trick no good. I still can't get in. So I don't know what's going on. But anyway, it's depressing, so I'm gonna to go to my notes. Over here and uh, read what I have pulled up. I'm in Google trying to find some of my poems. I just I can't go into um, uh, the know my favorite poems other poets that's missing. I'm gonna do. No, I can I can
0: go on your page and I can copy down some poems for you if you need me to. Just saying, get a hold of me after the show if you want me to do that.
10: Well, you can do it. You don't have to wait after the show. I mean, after the show, I know you're probably tired, but you can just go over there and scout around. Uh, I'll I'll send you. I can't send you, but um, you can send me by my phone message. And uh, I'll send you the names of my different uh, things. know, either just call me, whatever, whatever. Right now, I've been okay. the doctor all day long, and me and the doctor ended up at the end of the day. So she said I had high blood pressure. She wanted to put me on pills, and I'm like, oh, you just like you know pharmacy big business. And I don't need no pills. I'm been on. I said well, I just had my blood pressure taken this morning and it was like one, 1 forty three was low whatever regular. Then I said you mean two hours later after I'm sitting here for four hours now all of a sudden it's high. She's like well it's been high for five days. I was like uh, I said somebody recommended you, and uh, then her husband comes in and he tries to take over he said well I'll take over for my wife I'm like no I don't want you I want you I want your wife she was the one that was recommended, and then we battled all the time because see, they put the Blood pressure thing on me and it left me squeezing. My blood pressure left the room. Blood pressure is ticking, ticking. My fingers are going numb because it's so tight. Like, I'm like, why are you leaving me by myself with the blood pressure thing? My fingers are tingling and turning blue. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. I said, you're the one that's telling my blood pressure to come up. I said, just call the other doctor and find out what it was two hours ago. It wasn't like this. He said, no, he can't do that. I said, He's in the same building. He's right there, down there. You call him and find out what it was. I said, you're always shaking your head like a bobblehead. saying what you can't do. Can you ever shake it the right way and say what you can do? You can call that man. You're in the same office building. You're in the same under the same umbrella. Call him and see what it was. You're making my blood pressure high anyway. So we just argued and argued back and forth. I was getting on everybody. <laughs> so funny. boo. And so then the, she comes in finally after she tried to send her husband in because she had already heard me in there acting like a damn idiot over what was going on. So then she comes in and then she goes, um, "Um, you have the right to choose any doctor you want, and I also have the right not to take any patient I don't want. I said, I don't want you either. She said, I don't want you. I "I don't want you either.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) Now you guys are going to end up being best friends, doing each other's hair, and going to coffee.
10: I don't know about all that, but it was like (laughs) at the end, I felt kind of bad, but not that bad. But anyway, um, she was writing all this stuff and doing all the work and everything. I said, I thought you didn't want me. She said, well, I've forgiven you. (laughs) Did you put blood going. Oh, it's so I'm funny. Just, you know, for I've forgiven hours. you. They're sick. they're sick, and you've got people sitting here, you're warehousing people, you're overbooking, you're just greedy. Oh, my God, I don't want you.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I kind of feel bad for the doctors. They They are overbooking, but they're overbooking, and it's not the doctor's fault. You know, the doctors aren't the ones that's making all these rules for insurance and health care, and they're still trying to be able to make the living that they paid for and went to school and sacrificed so much of their lives to get. You know, the same job that they're doing now, they're having to work much harder, you know, and, you know, it brings up a good point, and I'm going to take a moment and go on a tangent, but the days of our doctors knowing our names and knowing our family history and remembering that our kid just graduated high school, that is gone. And we right. as individuals that's really it. need to take a proactive oh, step forward in goodness. our own health care, read our blood tests, do our homework, you know,
10: yes. be our doctor's yes. friend.
0: Oh, my what? God.
10: Now you hit it on the, on the nail because that's what I told her at the end. When I, After I calmed down and we, you know, kissed and made up and stuff, I said, look, I'm from the air where the doctor will come to your house. He had bedside manners. He knew, you know, your family. He knew you. He had a little black bag you were sick with the mumps or whatever, you come to your house and, 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 and you knew who your doctor was. I said, I thought I was getting a good recommendation from some people that gave you high high praises and here you were acting like this and it was like and then we just both like just gave up and said, Well Well and I said well now I got high blood pressure. She said, Well, you had it for five five tests. I said, Well why the other doctors didn't put me on medication I said, You're just working with your big pharmacy. It's like No I can picture I can mean, picture to, it, Mom. You know, I said, why are you giving me this pill? I said, how long do I have to take? She said, for the rest of your life. I said, oh, no, I'm not taking anything for the rest of my life.
11: So she looked at me
10: like, well, die then, bitch. You know just <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, my God. I love uh, you so much. I would kill to have been a fly on the wall today.
10: That was, it was, and the lady that recommended me, she said, oh, I'm so glad you didn't tell her. But I recommend you. I, I didn't do that for well. Emerge, the emergency room doctor told me uh, about you and another person who I'm not going to mention. And so when I called the lady, I said, "Look, you know, I didn't mention your name." She says, "I'm so glad." She said, "Thank you." She said, i I'll be so embarrassed to go back in that office." <laughs> That's so funny. Said, anyway, so now I don't even want to read a long poem. I'm just going to read this one because I had to tell you about that. I've been miserable. So like, yeah, see what you can find out for me on Facebook and my Facebook life might be over. And the name of this piece is called For the Love. It's a really old piece that I did as a collab with another person. And it goes like this. Uh, For the Love is the name of it. Again, tapping keys. I can deal with the good, hoping that this piece will last. What happens is what's below is also above. Now where were we? I do this for my brain to stop the pain, to stay sane, and just like my partner said, he does it for the love. They ran with the hook, empty lyrics, so they worship bling, cars and things, dream peddlers selling you wet dreams, sensationalism for those who share in the same thing, knock you off your beam and hit you with the game. So if you do make a come up, you will ride the bumpy road that you've paved. A nice car driven on pothole road will still leave you all shook up. Poets are inspired by love or motivated by hate. Busy pouring out champagne and making it rain, your 15 minutes of fame gone, now you are back in the hood on your ass and your label both now owned. Your ass and your label both now owned. What's left of you, the government will come and rape that. The Federal Reserve will take that. Reset, rest, uh, take the rest of your long and crazy talking, degrade yourself or trying to get rich, referring to your family as dada da da's and ditch in the negative terms instead of bling. Wow. Rapping and singing You should have been paving your road with ambitions Instead of the road you're on Was paved with good intentions Because you ran with the hook Empty lyrics, money and bling Is what you worship Now your car is gone Old mansion gone Clothes outdated You are now history in the past Girls do not want Girls do not want a has-been Or maybe even a never-was just another lollipop, a sucker who jumped in the game. You could have solved the mystery, showing your crack and the crack in your butt. And on the ropes, you're about to get the beat down with the rope dope about to get the ass jack and the king's and that ring snatched. You do the fancy footwork. You got a punch with no sting. You're just another sucker in the ring who did it for the bling. Cargall, old matching gall, you're now history fancy footwork, a punch with no stain. Like I said, just another sucker who did it for the bling. and peace. That was incredible, Mama. <laughs> I messed it up, but thank you.
0: <laughs> you know, it would be really fun if you could find someone to do music for that.
10: Yeah, eventually. All the stuff that you've been telling me to do one day. If so I could find my poems <laughs> and get my, get my um, momentum back, uh, man, that's a lot of work. I mean, my pictures, my daughter's... I mean, just it's just crazy. I don't know what, what they're doing. Facebook is just up to stuff, you know? And um, they're just always up to something. And you told us a long time ago to back our stuff up off of the air. I don't even know why I didn't. I don't know. It's just crazy.
0: Because we never anyway. think about it. I mean, look at the shit we lost when, you know, for those of us who were part of the MySpace generation. You know, yeah. look at everything that we lost on there.
10: Yeah. When it just you just thing. logged
0: on one day and it was gone, you know, and, right. and important things like messages from people, you know, right. things that that meant people something that to found. you. And, mm-hmm. I found
10: kids on here that I knew that I babysitted when they were like you know, seven and eight years old, and like they were grown, I found them on Facebook. They found me. I mean, it was like a wonderful thing. And then now, what happens is just you get all your faith and all your. Stuff put on the air And, it's
0: gone. and just like yeah. that you know? Well just you know Do what they need you to do to get it back And you know jump through their hoops Or whatever they want because that's just what you have to do Sometimes you have to I, I don't
2: know. I Sometimes
0: have to you have actually, to do what you have to do To, to be able to get that And you, you, you want to make sure you have access was, to that I mean you got messages yeah, from they, your they, daughter and everything on there Yeah
10: but they tricked me again Because when I went and made another, I had to make another account to get into that account to tell them that they messed up, that I want my old account. And now every time I try to get in my old account, that new account that I don't want, I don't have any friends or any messages on there. That's not the account I'm looking for. So I can't even trying to explain because I want my old account, my 10-year-old account, that's the account I want. Anyway, I'll tell you later. When you just call me. I don't want them to take a the whole show with this craziness, <laughs> but it might happen to somebody. Be All right, I'm my love. I got high blood pressure If you don't hear from me It's because Facebook thing killed me off So I'm trying to get My blood pressure down I took one of the pills Already So I'm just trying To uh, Get my blood pressure Down right now Because I'm totally Off the off the hook All right Love you baby Talk to you soon Bye bye
0: <laughs> All right Sweetheart Thank you for calling in Mama That's Vicky Aqua Facebook You can't find her there But we're working on it <laughs> Good night honey <laughs> All right, next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. 832, are you with me? Good evening. Hey, my love, how are you?
9: This is Amelia T. Davis, aka Poetical Angel Queen, calling out of Houston,
0: Texas. It is very good to hear from you, my dear. Welcome to the show.
9: Thank you.
0: You are very, very welcome. So, what's been going on with you?
9: Well, I just happened to be.
0: Thank I was you. trying really hard this time not to go there. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> you found a way. Of course. That's funny. <laughs> All right, sweetie So what's uh what what'd you bring us tonight?
9: Uh so we're doing one or two or you can do two or four or five. Okay. Um okay, so this piece is called Witches of Mississippi. So, I'm here to report there was a meeting of the witches of Mississippi. It took place yesterday. Of course, it would be on the Lord's Day, showing their disrespect of the Lord, which was Sunday. Sat up in an apartment, plotting and planning their evil intentions. Their hearts as black as coal yet wearing masks of godliness and goodness, their souls' darkness exuding outward so that even their faces are ugly and distorted. Truth is what they hate the most, because their father is the king of lies, Satan. Whispering their devilish desires behind closed doors as they pull their minds together for another blow against the chase. Rotten to the core they work day and night to destroy the light. They relish all that is evil, rape, murder lies, incest, theft hatred and prejudice. Yet Their fate has already been written in the book. Hell's pit will be their fate when death comes knocking upon their souls. So they make it their business to bring hell's torture to all of God's children. Ignorance and hate are the ingredients of a boiling stew of evil ready to eat the corpses of the pure. Stay prayed up. Keep your armor on at all times and call upon the legions of angels of light to keep you protected and secure. Stay on your vigil. Don't you sleep while these witches are prowling. Be assured they are up to darkness. Stay in the Holy Spirit's grace. Open that good book. Send Arrows of righteousness into their hearts, for that will truly be their demise. Do not fear evil, for it has already been defeated at the cross. Yesterday, Sunday, there was a meeting of the witches of Mississippi. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, aka Poetical Angel Queen, in peace. Awesome. And your second
0: piece, my love?
9: Mystery woman. It is inconceivable how some people behave. So you're living in a majority black senior community apartment complex. Suddenly a white woman appears outside your neighbor's back door, smoking her cigarettes, not bothering anybody, no smoke blown in anyone's direction or throwing cigarettes away carelessly. Yet, you just got to show her how unwelcome she is in your community, shining your headlights into her face, sitting at the end of the driveway talking all kinds of unkind things about her. As you're walking past her, turning to give her a dirty look. As you walk out your door, turning to her daily, giving her cruel, mean looks before going about your day. You know nothing about this woman at all or why she is here and sitting there. You, who ask for society not to judge by your looks, yet so willing to dump all your hate and disapproval onto this female without even knowing her story, let alone her name? What if she told you she was was a fatherless child that was homeless and had no family left? What if she told you that she had spent her life fighting for civil rights, What if she told you a scammer stole her money and left her homeless with nowhere to turn to for help? What if she told you she was middle aged with disabilities and only Jesus to watch over her? What if she told you she was a daughter of the Most High? Would that change the way you treat her? Would you smile the next time you passed her by? Would you say a prayer for her instead of cursing her each time you saw her sitting there? If it would change your behavior, then why are you behaving in a very ungodly way to a stranger? Did it ever enter your heart that perhaps she's God's envoy, an angel? God sees all integrity is every day every hour, every minute, regardless. Rethink how you treat strangers, regardless of color or economic status. Compassion doesn't have a color or a face or a price tag. Wake up. Everyone is deserving of respect. Remember what the Bible says about how to treat strangers. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, aka Poetical Angel Queen, in peace.
0: Fantastic job. Fantastic message in that piece. Thank you. You are welcome, Miss Amelia. Do me a favor, tell everyone how they can come show you some love.
9: Well, you can find me over at Amelia T. Davis, that's spelled E M I L I A T. D-A-V-I-S, or Poetical Angel Queen. Or you can find me here every Thursday night with Nyla. And that we absolutely
0: love. Thank you, Miss Amelia. Great job tonight, honey.
9: Thank you. Much love and continued successes.
0: Thank you, sweetheart. And we'll talk to you soon, babe. Yes, ma'am. All right. Our next caller comes from area code seven six You're on the air. Good evening. Hello. How are you? I'm
12: fine. How are you?
0: I'm doing wonderful. Welcome to the show.
12: Okay. Hang on. I just put eye drops in. I just got done having eye <laughs> surgery here recently, and I'm still doing the eye drop thing, so... I'm trying to focus in here. Why don't
0: you introduce yourself Uh, to everyone, honey?
12: Yeah, my name is Tom Barmas. Uh, I live in central Indiana in a small town. Uh, I wrote... I'm not really necessarily a poet, even though I have wrote poetical things before, but that's not my genre. Uh... When my children were growing up, I wrote and played a lot of songs for them. Yep. You know, some some of them were just fun songs, yeah. and some of them were songs about them. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. And uh, I'd like to read a couple, if I could. Please. Yeah we, we call them We call them all big boy ballads uh, The whole big bunch of them And I normally put A, a, a little piece Of history In each song uh, Of our Personal history Yeah, But uh, this first one Anyway I wrote it for my son Michael When he was four years old He's uh. 28 now, uh, but I wrote it when he was four years old, and I could get by with calling him Mikey. It's called Mikey and Me A Day in the Life. He rolls out of bed with a smile turned all upside down, crawls up on my lap, and he hugs, so there's no more frown. He looks up to me, and his great big eyes I see of reflection of myself, and I smile at Mikey and me. Ask him who loves him. He'll tell you it's his big daddy, Joe. How much you ask? He'll tell you, little Joe. How does that make you feel? He'll grin and tell you happy. I'm his dad. He's my boy. That's us. (laughs) Mikey and me. Back in the box, playing ball. He's about two foot tall with a smile, just as big as can he be. He's my son and my friend, and I know that we'll win this game of life isn't me. Walking down the road with his little hand wrapped up in mine, singing our songs, I'm telling you, it makes my eyes shine. When we're together, whatever the weather. Everything's clear as can be. Seems someone up above is smiling on my hand. Now it's late in the evening and he's searching for one of his books. Picks out a good one then gives me that cute little look. Come on, Pop, read one to me. Before I'm done reading, I find that he's fast asleep. That's a day in the life of my sweet little Mikey and me. Back in blocks, I am ball, he's about two foot tall, with a smile just as big as he be. He's the son of my friend, and I know that we'll win. This game of life, him and me walking down a road with this little hand wrapped up in mine. That end palm? That is.
0: Good. Okay. I I never know if I should say something or not. When you're done reading, say end palm That way, I don't. If you're oh. doing a dramatic pause, right. I don't interrupt I, you.
12: This is only the second time I've been on here, so.
0: <laughs> That's okay. There's no pop quizzes. I'll remind you. I just don't want you to okay. think that I wasn't here. It's like, oh my gosh, where'd she go? Those, <laughs> I'm right he here. I just Those didn't. I just didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's so endearing. You know, and it's so beautiful. It is. I and think, I've, you know, yeah, I'm, like, I'm a mother I was... of three sons, so, you know, it, it kind of got me right there in the, in the old ticker.
12: Yeah. Yeah, I was a I was a, a, a single father, you know, with my children mm-hmm. growing up. I mean, I had their mother and everything like that, but I got them all the time, and then it wasn't too long before they all came and lived with me, you know? hmm And, uh mm-hmm. It was just a better situation. Uh, uh, and we just had a, a lot of fun. We'd go on excursions, camping, hiking, canoeing all the time, you know. Yeah. We I was. A, I was, had three
0: boys and was divorced and a single mom by the time I was 21. And, you know, never did end up getting remarried. And have just, you know, raised my kids and my boys when we lived out in the woods and you know. So right, I'm I'm right. right I'm right there with you. I know, man. Boys right, are awesome. Right, right, Kids yeah, are I, you know? yeah, I never got remarried
12: or anything like that either, you know. Uh I have a very significant other right now that helped me through my eye surgery recently. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh uh and, but it's neat though that that, that my children are And they're all musicians as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, My youngest one, who that song was about, uh, is a chef now. And uh, he writes songs for his children. Aww. Yeah. And so that's neat, you know. So he's kind of carrying that tradition along. We're all about traditions in my family, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh uh can I do you one more? I wrote about twenty two yes, years later for the I wrote it about twenty two years later for the same kid. Yeah. Uh, uh Michael and Janlin, his wife now, got married about three years ago. Uh and they would not they kind of eloped. looked. They took off and got a cabin up in the mountains and got married by themselves. And I thought that was really neat. Then we held a very huge party when they got home. Mm -hmm. Oh, He's he's trying to call in right now. I'll have to call him back here in a few minutes. This is pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's just getting off work. He's a chef now. But anyway, uh, we held a huge party, and they did not want me to give them anything. They said I'd done so much just being the kind of dad I am. You know? And I thought, well I gotta Aww. do something. I thought, wait a minute. I used to write them songs when they was kids for an extra <laughs> birthday present or or something, you know? And I've done stuff like that. Hey, you not only did you did you get this new ball mitt but listen to this, you know and uh, so we we've had fun with him, like I said, I called him big boy ballads and uh, uh but he want he didn't want me to, to to give him anything as a wedding present. I thought, well, I gotta do something, so I thought, wait, I should write them a song. You know?
0: that's probably the best guest ever
12: uh, okay and, and well, it, we held a party. Held the party out uh, out in the country with a pond and a great giant gazebo and everything. We set up the instruments and everything. And uh, anyway, I wanted it to be like a fatherly advice type of song. You know? Because he's getting okay. married, you know? And they mop with the good thing. You know, it kind of started like that. You know, that was my initial thought, you know, when I sat down to write it. And and, uh, then I wrote something about a smile. And I immediately flashed back to my saying that they grew up with, you know, since they was really young. I had this saying called "Smile to Others." Explain the smile. Teach them how. And again, smile at others. And that's that was always her kind of go-to thing, you know. But anyway, you know, I, the song started out as a fatherly advice thing, and then I read to the. About the smile thing I thought, whoa, oh, and it took a second course So, but anyway The song is called, Obviously Smile at Others And I got to sing it uh, Further, further big party to going And all, everything, it was pretty cool They say that love will find a way It was written in a poem So long ago Your paths were chosen From up above Down the road Hand in hand. Now, here you go. Sometimes that road will get bumpy, maybe even curve around the bend. Always keep your hearts close together and share your love. That'll never end. And we just love your creative ways. But the best thing you made is Aria And everyone sees it in your smiles, that true love has come into your hearts. Your souls came together in this life as something you both knew right from the start. Sometime you might have to explain it and teach them how and what to do. And again, you smile at others. It'll reflect right back on you. And we all wish the best for you. And you have our blessings in all you do. The end.
0: That was amazing. So did they cry when you sang it?
12: Yep, yep. (laughs) (laughs) All all of my children, I've got one nut to crack. My, My oldest son. Uh, I've written him numerous songs, and he has not cried. My daughter has, Michael has, but you know, Jared, he's a tough nut to crack. So I don't know if I'll ever <laughs> be able to make him smile. But he's getting married soon, so you never know. <laughs> well, I i have to get married. You know, you know, you need
0: to, when you write for him, you need to, that needs to be the theme of what you're writing. You've been a hard nut to crack, but I've never given yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that might
12: be good. Yeah, that might be good because me, me, and me and Samantha, my daughter, has talked about that. Yeah, Jared's you will be the hard nut to crack. You know, so
0: and that I needs to be, to be that needs to be the same well, for that yeah, well, it needs to be the same for
12: what you write. I want to. I want to reference. I wrote a song for him for his tenth birthday called Fisherman's Pose, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll read it sometime. Because uh, we was on the river a lot You know like I said uh, And we would see fishermen All the time I'd always ask how they're doing And they'd hold their hands out real wide Well let one get away this big Well that got <laughs> me thinking You know I got a picture of Jared Standing on the rock by the, on the river About that When he was about eight and, and it got me thinking about that And I thought wow When little kids Tell you they love you And you ask them how much What do they do They hold their hands out mm-hmm. Just like that just like that fisherman So I, I correlated it And I, I came up with a song For his 10th birthday Called The Fisherman's Post And uh, I'll read it on here Some, some evening
0: Yeah Awesome. I look forward to it. All right, sweetheart, do me a favor and tell everybody how they can come find you.
8: Uh
12: dang, I'm in a small town in central Indiana. No. <laughs> my name my name is Tom <laughs> Barmas. If you want to hear some more of my big boy ballads, I have a Facebook page of that name. Uh and uh, that's all I'm putting out there, okay?
0: That works. That works. That's good. All right. Appreciate you being here, honey. Really glad that you've called hey. back in. Hope you make a habit of this, and thank you so much. I I, I think I might.
12: Thank you. Have a good evening.
0: You're very welcome. Thank you, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 510. 510, you are on the air. Are you with me? Hello, Nyla. Hey, how Is you doing, Nyla? sweetheart?
13: How am I doing? I was sweating a little while ago, but I've stopped. You've stopped. <laughs> no.
0: No. No. I'm, I'm glad that you're that. here. You want to introduce do yourself that. to everyone, honey? I'll do that after the poem. Okay. Um,
13: uh, this poem is not by me. It is by Benti Saragoski, who is uh, one of my favorites. Um, the poem is found in About the World. I bought a horse from a madman. He sketched it himself and Otherwise, it was a perfectly ordinary horse, but its eyes were in its nostrils. He'd done that on purpose, so Paul would see how mad he was, and by more briskly. I bought it I thought about the horse as it would stand in a pine grove in the evening with blood dripping from the sun's ears Poem's end about the world by Penty he was born 1937 I love him very dearly even though he's dead because he hmm, wrote fresh and he was a very very fresh poet.
0: Very unique voice.
13: My name is Don Estalno Hegelberg and uh, Look up, bentisari, Koshi instead. <laughs> Good night, my dear. Oh, you are a holy one. Why? I am. Because when people say namaste to you, you translate it as they are saying me. I see God in your presence. Thank you very much. Good night.
0: Good night, Don. Thank you, baby. I love that man. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 903903.
14: You are on the air. Hello, Nyla. How are you doing tonight? This is Eric Nelson Manley shelman
0: I'm doing awesome, Eric. Hey, I need to stop here real quick, guys, though. We've got 38 minutes left in the show, and we've got Eric, one, and then one, two, three, four callers after that. So I want to cut this back to just one poem right now, so I make sure I get you all on the air, or two real short ones. All right, and and don't push that envelope too far, because I want to make sure that we get you on, all of you on before we go off the air. So go ahead, sweetie. What you got? All All right.
14: Well, I got a brand new poem and uh just to speed the things up, I'll just read it and then you could take it from there. Hang on a second, let me get my phone on speaker.
0: All
14: right, All right you ready? I am. Okay. Alright. It's called My Reflections as an USA's Navy sailor, barking and taking commanding orders, watching horizons for hours on watch, manning and qualifying with all sorts of guns, being a polywog and becoming an emerald shellback during equator crossing initiations, learning, using, and making up my own U.S. Navy's jargon, running and participating in safety drills and other revolutions, Doing unrep, conrep, and vert rep, driving the ship while on watch, viewing oceans, marine, aquatic life, swimming next to our ship and flipping in and out of the ocean, pre swimming in all seven seas, staring at sunsets and sunrises out to sea while on and off of watch, going underway, mooring and pulling out uh, foreign and domestic countries, states, and continents. Attending culture briefs of every foreign land to not do anything offensive to them and be in prison until their leaders decide to try your case. Saluting officers whenever I had to, submitting to authority and biting my tongue every day, throwing a eighty pound I should be throwing an eighty pound sorry. Sorry, I must have, uh, throwing an eighty pound dummy named Oscar overboard and had had to retrieve him during man overboard drills, chipping, needle gunning, sanding, priming, and painting most of the ship, sweeping and swabbing decks daily, checking email aboard ship, receiving and not receiving mail during mail call, sightseeing during my travels to foreign and domestic countries and states, binge drinking myself to death, blacking out every night just to alleviate my problems. Putting up with stupidity, learning who I could and could not joke around with, trusting my fellow sailors with my life, no matter what race, creed, religion, sex, or gender they were, being a cook slave for 180 or 190 days TAD, deploying for three to three and six months at a time, winning a talent show on my second ship, even though my song Freedom had one too many F words in it. However, the audience made the most noise for me and they loved it. And they even yelled out a few F words as well. Being depressed and angry most of the time, thinking that my second ship was an insane asylum that was ran by my by its patients, not orderlies, nurses, and doctors. Thinking about jumping off uh off my ship my ships and drowning myself but i never did and waiting for my contract to finally end that's in Peace.
0: fantastic job and your second
14: one well thank you so much i appreciate it and i messed up already i had to fix my errors but i just have to read <laughs> it and so that's all right though that's a good way no, to you find did, your errors. you
0: did absolutely fine were you going to read a second one?
14: No, it's too long. I'll just wait for another. That's cool. I'll wait for another one.
0: Okay. All right. Well, fantastic I don't have, have any. To I don't on have any short ones. <laughs>
14: well, thanks so much. I appreciate it, and I try to come when I can. I'm traveling a lot and working long hours on sometimes. So, but, but, and then also my phone cut out about four times. I'm in a metal building that I live in, so. I was outside, but I was inside when it happened. And then I went and ate. And as soon as I got my dinner, and my dad, my dad made me my phone cut. So I was like, okay. I figured I'd jump on and see if I can jump on and share. So I'm not gonna talk your head off tonight. I know you got people in the lineup, so <laughs> I respect that. So on to the next poet, as as some other people say. Well, great right, job, I right,
0: Appreciate you.
14: I uh, appreciate you too. Thanks so much. Have a good You're one. Very I'll try welcome. to be on next time. So, all right, Ken. All right. So I'll talk to you Bye-bye. later. Uh And I'll just give my information l- next time, so I will not take up time. All right.
0: Eric Manley Shelton. Find him on Facebook.
14: Yep. Right. There you go. Yep. Yeah, it's well, all it's Eric Shelman right now, but yeah. Yeah. So all right. Thanks so all much right, for the platform and everything you do for us. And I'll talk to you <laughs> later. Bye.
0: Thank you, sweetheart. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 202. 202, you're on the air. 202, are you with me? Hello. Hello.
15: I'm with you. Hey, <laughs> thanks, David.
0: Glad you're here. How you doing, sweetheart?
15: I'm good. And yourself?
0: I'm doing absolutely awesome. You want to introduce yourself to everybody?
15: Um, yes, I'm um, King's Cadence Uh one half of the, the team Storm's Cadence But, um, Storm isn't with me this evening um, I don't know if she already came or not But, <laughs> so, I figured I'd come through And uh, spit a piece or two, depending on the time
0: Uh oh, please do we got, We're got we doing one right now Because we're getting pretty close to the end And I still got a lot of collars to get on
15: Okay, well, this piece. It's called Portal. Um, Okay. Her whispers are dull tonight to the silent sound of whimpers. Tonight, although I miss you, baby, joining you isn't a possibility. It's a lot that goes into our visiting, and I'm not sure, but I don't think that I have control anymore. With my eyes closed, I can still smell the fresh dirt from your resting place. And the cold chill is your signal, your arrivals. I swear I promise never to leave you again. And Lord knows I've tried, but I'm just not sure anymore. See, those first few times I drew those instructed lines, I was so happy to be at your side. I was scared, honestly, but I noticed that my time away had doubled. One night feeling like weeks and people I knew were confused by my speech. I felt you calling through my nightmares so vivid as my own. I smelled the very fire that claimed you, except I was forced to watch the event over and over without being able to save you on each one of them. Please, Anastasia, stop asking me. But it's reunion that would end my life here, and I slowly begin to lose it. I'm slipping away, barely awake. I feel the sting of this razor blade. Exactly what are you doing? I see me, same clothing, eyes, tear stained, face registering the pain. I grab the chair, break in the mirror, and the entire scenery changes, and the voices stop. I whisper goodbye forever because no matter how hard I try, nothing of God would ask of me, ask me, ask for me to die before my time. I escape the portal and peace.
0: Wow. That was um that was really emotional. That was freaking awesome, sweetheart. Um, sorry. You okay? Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll talk while you cough for a second. It's all cool. <laughs> I thought Thank that you. was fantastically written. I absolutely loved the emotion that you put in it. I mean you could it it was like uh, I mean, it was absolutely. Um, it 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 was harsh and strong and true and honest, and I loved it.
15: I appreciate that. It was uh, very hard
0: to write. I can I can imagine. So you wanna okay, do me so a favor I- and tell everyone how they can find you, my love.
15: Uh, you can find me at my page, um, King's Cadence. Cadence spelled incorrectly, K-A-D-E-N-C-E, and um, pretty much you can find me any place. <laughs> Storm's Cadence um, page with um Gina, Gina Storm, and myself. We we'll do our work and the group page, Cadence Storm Poetry Hour, Reach and Desire. And um, that's it
0: (laughs) Awesome All right, sweetheart Appreciate you so much And uh, I'm really glad you were able to be here And we'll talk to you next week Thanks for having me (laughs) My pleasure All right, hon Okay, our next caller comes from area code
16: 203 203, you are on there Hi, Nyla Hey sweetheart, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I really am. I'm doing good. I had a nice day and um just had dinner. And I picked out uh, I know there's people waiting, so I'm not going to mess around and talk about my day or anything. <laughs> but um I did come earlier because uh my daughter was away and I was I had a few minutes and um then, my daughter came home, and we both you know we all had i have another one, so we we both of us all of us all three of us had to have dinner so awesome. it, it' so I had to leave, but I picked this poem out because um I wrote it last year, and it's because. Last weekend there was a horrendous experience of seeing not two people but three people who took their own lives. And one was a teacher and, and from a school that had had a shooting and the other was a father who had lost his his child and the other was a child who had been in that school. So um, I wrote this last year when they did this. They did this memorial in in um, Washington, D.C., so I call it a shoe memorial. Thousands of pairs of shoes lined the Capitol's lawn Sad reminders of the ones who were gunned down in school corridors or in the streets by gunmen who smote the innocents, leaving only the memories of who they were. So unformed were they as people that three-quarters of their lives are empty of anything to remind anyone of their presence in this world. And in those shoes, representing these unknown feet, were thousands of bodies and pairs of legs who scampered in the grass and rode their bikes, who studied and wondered and waited to grow up. But for them, there would be no growing up. They will remain as they were when the bullets mowed them down and extinguished their lives. Instead, they will be reminders of how lax some grown-ups are about stopping this heinous experience. For most of these, gunmen could have been stopped If only someone had decided to enforce laws already made. Imagine, because of the laziness of gun sellers or the fact they wanted to make the sale, regardless of to whom they sold, these precious lives might have been spared. Yet now, we have the onerous duty to mourn all 7,000 of these victims of a crime so repugnant and yet now so familiar to us all that we now stop and say, Another one? And it becomes a fairly normal occurrence that goes unpunished as our youth loses their lives to another assault rifle in the hands of yet another delusionary gunman. These are memorial shoes, here by the grace of donors who have decided we can no longer be silent. And yet there are still those who question such a memorial and liken it to other issues that are hot-button and distract from the real problem gun control it has taken the actions of our kids to galvanize us once more as they march and fight and speak truth to power the articulate words of these students whose world was ripped apart in one hour by the outrageous gunning down of their friends and some teachers who instead of just mourning their fellow students have created a memorial of action to stop things once and for all Their young energy pervades this movement as they have formed a group focused on expanding the reach of gun control laws and fighting for their lives as they pound out their message with the innocence of lies that made sense until that fatal morning when nothing made sense. And afterward, when they realized their classmates had been a sacrifice to the ongoing cause of eliminating guns and school shootings, Their feet needed to march to show all who doubted their intentions that they would not just be talking in front of their own school, but they would find a way to reach all kids and give them the incentive to fight with them, to march in the streets, and skip the classroom to give the message to any who could see them. As one said, we are marching for our lives. They were marching for freedom to study and live without fear. And so it is fitting that the memorial issues for these shoes will never feel the hard concrete or the soft sand or be able to be taken off to snuggle their toes into the wet of the shoreline or the verdant grass, fitting that we should march for them and convey the message, stand in solidarity to eradicate the real killers who arm these sad gunmen with the tools of destruction to fight, to shout with them all, no more guns, no more killing. End poem really really strong piece that was incredible honey thank you thank you that was done in 2018 and I don't even remember when it was done but I do remember feeling that same way Uh, just awful just terribly awful and I know um, you probably have other people getting on so I'll just read one if you want me to read it I have a small haiku, if you want me to read the small haiku. You can do a haiku, honey. Okay, let me get them. It's called, now let me find it, I'm looking for it. Um, It's called haikus, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And it starts out like this, if I can find it. I know I have it, just have to look for it. okay. I know I have it. I saw it um so anyway the the haiku is is about a place that I like to go when I'm feeling kind of sad or just anything it's 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 our pathway around our apartment area and makes me sad because um I used to walk with my husband down that, and i passed he passed away it'll be five years ago in um in may and um so I wrote these poems while I was there, and they are coming up soon. Here it is haikus. The water sparkles, the egret peers from the rock, eyes focused on prey. In spring, cherry trees blossom forth in pink splendor, decorating the scene. Though each day starts clean, a part of it will be soiled. Nothing stays perfect. And poem.
0: Beautiful. All right, sweetheart, do me a favor
16: and tell everyone how they can find you, honey. Okay, I'm on Facebook, author Barbara Aaron True, E-H-R-E-N-T-R-E-U, with a capital B, author Barbara Aaron True. Um, You can find me on the Garden of Poetry and Prose with Stan. I'm the peony, the pink one. And I'm also on Motivational Strips, which anybody who doesn't know about it, I am an admin for that place. And they have 102 countries that are part of this awesome place where nobody gets to say anything bad about your poetry. And we welcome everyone. And um, I'm also on Amazon with two books, um, If I Could Be Like Jennifer Taylor and After, both are young adult novels. And I'm on lulu.com with a poetry book you'll probably forget me living with and without hell. And I'm in several anthologies. I'm in the World Poetry Open Mic anthology, and I'm just in everything, so... (laughs) I also have a show on, on blog talk radio called red river radio tales from the pages. And I just had my show today. So, um, yeah, so, so we're, we're sisters actually. So I have my show during the day. So anyway, Nyla, thank you for letting me on. And, um, I will try to get on earlier next time, but, um, you have a great show, and I really love it. And Don is one of my favorite people in the in- poets and people. Wasn't it great him, hearing
0: from him tonight? But he's
16: just so wonderful, so so caring and such a gentleman. Mm-hmm. And there's very few of them. I only know two in my life. So <laughs> anyway, I'll talk, and Stan. Stan. Okay, three. I have to add in Stan and maybe Dennis. Four. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. If you think about (laughs) people, you can add anymore. I'm getting off this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Thank
16: you so much, and have a great week. You're
0: so welcome,
16: honey. I appreciate you being here tonight. Okay, and I appreciate you having this. Thank you so much.
0: You're very welcome. Bye bye, sweetheart. All right, our next caller comes from area code eight oh seven. Eight oh seven. You are on the air.
17: Hello Nyla, it's Robbie. Hello. Hey, How Mr. Happy
0: Baby. I be fine. How be you? Uh
17: getting good, getting better, changing a lot of things. So hopefully, for, hopefully for the better. Um, so I have a uh, one poem here called "Tipping My Hat to the Sky," and this is inspired by the som- Sombrero Galaxy. Uh, I'm not too sure. How many people out there know of that object? But it's a, it's a galaxy with a very flat, circular shape. And uh, it's likened to a sombrero, which I think is really cute. So it's inspired by that image. Tipping my hat to the sky as I see a sombrero of light bisecting the night. Its light beams with dance and with fanfare, dancing with joy and sub- celebratory light. Where did this tip of the hat to the sky come from? And is it horns of celebratory fanfare that I hear when I look upon it? A rimmed wonder of bedazzlement that dazzles my senses as I look up to the sky and stare. I tip my own hat to this joyous island of light as it trips a light fantastic throughout the night. And I listen ever more carefully to it, the music that its light speaks of a music that makes my body tilt from left to right and that is tipping my hat to the sky almost literally
0: <laughs> <laughs> fantastic Reed, sweetheart great job
17: <laughs> thank you
0: you're very welcome
17: tipping my ball my favor- uh <laughs> yeah getting I'll your head getting your me. head chilly are you <laughs> I, had ch- I was going to say tipping my hat in my bald head is what I was going to say in other words brain freeze. yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs>
17: <laughs> so uh, I can be found at uh, Robbie's well under Robbie's multimedia poetry under various websites and if you put that also in ubiquitous almost eerily ubiqu- eerily ubiquitous Facebook uh, you'll find me there too But you won't hear me talking about, I went to the grocery store and I got chili. (laughs) I don't post that. No, you got a brain
0: freeze. Get it right. (laughs) Okay. All right, Robbie. (laughs) Awesome as always. I appreciate you, sweetheart.
17: Thank you, and I appreciate you.
0: (laughs) And we'll talk to you soon, baby.
17: Okay. Bye bye. All
0: right. Our next caller comes from area code five eight five five eight five. You are on the air.
18: Well hello. Hi, Doug
0: Curry. How are you? <laughs> hello, Mr. Doug. It is amazing to hear from you. Welcome.
18: Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Respect to all the poets that we've been able to hear tonight. Everything has been just fine. I don't know, it sounds as if you're doing two or a I have one, and uh, I, I write brevity, which I decided to do also as a haiku, just to have something with a name on it. But the first thing I have for you uh, was something I answered in a contest based on a prompt from ancient Rome. The quote that was prompting this was, uh, was this. While you are prosperous, you can number many friends, but when the storm comes, you are left alone. So I just want to say before we begin that that's not necessarily a temp- necessarily a temporal thing. It's not something that happens one day and then you're 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 not prosperous anymore the next. And so things change. You can be uh, very prosperous and be left alone at the very same time by the same people who are being your friends. They just have never reached to to where you really are. They just took the part that uh, that. Of your prosperity that made them in some way prosperous along with you. This is called your winning smile. The room bursts with revelry, prideful zeal. Celebrate, celebrate. Take part of the victory, as everyone does. As victory must be toast showered from the endowed upon the have nots, those whose rising sun, whose brightest streaking comet, is the glow of brilliance from things they cannot do. Hidden from view such things as pain, perseverance, self-loathing doubt and fear of how many misses naturally occur before the accident of making a hit finds you who chase it. Celebrate. Celebrate. Your deepest loneliness is that they don't get it, have no idea, the clue, um, no idea, the dues wrenched from your very core. Aching blues as lonesome as a coyote's midnight howl awaiting your son's next rise. You have given it all, all where the proud moments extol, exalt, excruciate you behind your winning smile. It is said it is what it is, and we find that is so. You were made a winner, so this is what must be. End poem.
0: That was phenomenal. You said you had a haiku as well?
18: Yep. And okay, I can go scroll ahead. down really quickly. <laughs> um, okay, I'll do this one. This is called A Warrior's Pension. Harlem Dope, two bucks. Fresh brand bandages once a week. Goddamn, nom. Um, damn, God.
0: And bone. Wow. That was hardcore.
18: You can say a lot with a little.
0: You can. That was freaking amazing. All right, Mr. Curry, tell them where they need to come show the love.
18: Yeah, well, you know, for for poetry, really, I encourage everyone who likes to read and particularly who likes to write poetry and want a good place to keep your stuff and comment and be commented upon. I would really recommend AllPoetry.com, whom many of our Thursday night members are members of, and I I hear them mention, so I'm going to mention it again. AllPoetry.com. On that site, I'm known as Manchild M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D-99. Of course, I'm on Facebook under my name, Doug Curry, and under the name of my radio program, Blacks and Blues, uh, which is heard on Friday night at 9 o'clock Eastern Time, at www.wrur.org, and on Saturday night for one hour at 10 o'clock Central Time at wdcb.org. And I'm fortunate to be here tonight, so I make it the Thursday nights that I can make here to the Speakeasy Cafe.
0: Oh, we love it when you're here, Doug, so thank you, and fantastic job tonight, sweetheart.
18: Thank you much. I'll see you soon.
0: All right, baby. Bye-bye. Uh, next caller comes from Area Code. I'm going to give the extra caller so you kind of know where you are. We've got eight minutes left in the show. We're only going to be able to do one poem if I'm going to get you all on. So we have Area Code 951, then we have 419, and then 608. Yay. All right, here we go. 915, you're on the air.
11: 951, how are you doing, Lila? This is Eric. Come on. Um, hey, sweetie. Good to hear from to- you. <laughs> Okay. um, I wasn't expecting to be the next, but I'm gonna try and pull up this poem as quickly as possible. Um, okay, here it is. I heard you mention I called in earlier and I had to get off the phone. I heard you mention that this was something about weeds. weed right? <laughs> Well, today is
0: National Weed Weed uh, Day, and not to not to be National, confused with the wacky weed, but but like dandelions right. and you know Queen Anne's lace and. Things like that. Okay.
11: Yeah. All right. And you, and, yeah, and you were talking about that. Okay. So mm-hmm. I, I wrote a poem. I, I, on the weekends, I work in an Amazon warehouse, and there's a process for when there's a box that's damaged. Um, we're supposed to be able to kind of judge it, whether or not the item on the inside is damaged, that sort of thing. And that reminded me, I mean, it it prompted a poem. Um, I, I love it. A little short something. On Very short On gauging damage and severity The fragile Having fallen Will beg to be cradled Rotated and assessed Press your thumbs Firm into the soft middle sweet Whisper supplication Make a blessing Of bruises Bring your ear close to the crumpled corner Listen Listen for the dandelions within. If they are full, there is still time. And that's why I chose to end the poem.
0: I love it. Thank you. I love it when somebody, you know, if, if you hadn't heard that, that poem wouldn't have existed. That is the amazing thing about just opening your mouth and talking to people and sharing inspiration and putting out those seeds because you don't know who's going to hear them. You don't know what they're going to grow into, but it's such a reward when you hear this amazing thing that's in existence because of the sharing of inspiration. So I love it. Thank you.
11: And I had no intention of reading a poem tonight. I was just going to listen, but that inspired me. (laughs) Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, Through the poetic on Instagram, everyone. The poetic, T-R-U-E, the poetic, all one word Have a great evening
0: You too as well, my love We'll talk to you soon all
11: right. all Bye right.
0: All right. See this all soon, awesome, you guys Our next caller comes from area code 419 419, you're on the air Hi, Nala Hey, sweetheart, how are you doing, honey?
19: I'm good, how are you? Can you hear me, pretty? I'm d- Can you hear
0: me? I'm doing awesome. It's really good to hear from you, and I'm glad you were able to get in tonight.
19: Me too. Uh, okay, I'm going to do a. Uh, this is one I don't think I've, I've done before. It's uh, it's from my book entitled Tears from the Hood. It, the title is Imagine. I, I, this this poem was written written as a response as, um, to incidents that happened in Dina, uh, Louisiana, um, some years ago. Um, I don't. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with that, Uh, where uh, I guess there was a a rope hung from a tree uh, at a high school. Um, Mm -hmm. But anyway, here's a poem, a poem for Jim Louisiana. It's called Imagine. Imagine that your child, your brother or sister, live in a land where they are supposed to be free. Imagine that at the school they attend, there's a tree under which they sit. And that one day, there are ropes hanging from that tree. Ain't that some shit? Imagine that you live in a a county, a state, where the district attorney can tell your children that their future is determined by their plight, by their right to protest a tree on the grounds of their school being designated for only white. And by his interpretation of the law, condoning Jim Crow is not a flaw. Well, for where I sit, ain't that some shit? Imagine that you live in a country where, whose motto is one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Unless you're black, Hispanic, or a person of color, y'all. Fuck all beautiful with spacious skies. Fuck amber waves of grain. Fuck purple mountain majesties above the fruited plain. From sea to shining sea is sprinkled with strange fruit. Blood on the leaves and blood on the root. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light? People of color are about to unite. Now imagine
0: that, and Paul, I love it. You know, I love the I I love the whole flavor of it because it's it's, you know, when you start when you start quoting their you know the dawn's early light you know the things that we used to get up and sing, and say mindlessly not understanding you know what we were even pledging our allegiance to, you know. I don't care where you are in this world or what you're doing. You should never blindly pledge your allegiance to anything, you know. And I love that we question that now. I love that that poem makes us question that now because we can't do that. There are bad people doing bad things for their own gain, and they don't give a fuck about us, you know. So
4: right.
0: you know we need right. to not let them separate us anymore. Come back together as a community, as a people, all one people, and realize who the true yes. enemy is. Okay, I'm done.
1: Me too.
19: Can I say one more thing? Of course. Okay. Kiminomae wa koshi to onaji desu. Sorito aishimasu. That's the Japanese haiku that I wrote. It says that your eyes shine like the stars at night, and I love you.
0: Aww, aww. I'm gonna assume that was from me, and I love you too. <laughs> Thank
2: you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh,
19: Right, uh, I, was, I was in Japan for eight and a half years, and uh, my first wife was Japanese, and she really was into haiku, so I, I started writing them myself.
0: Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful, yeah. sweetheart. All right. I'm so glad you got in tonight. I hope you'll be able to get in again next week. and oh, uh, Yeah. We'll see you then, baby. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, son.
1: Uh-huh. Thanks. All
0: right. Our next caller comes from area code 608. And then I want to let area code 765 know that you are not in the lineup. If you want to come on the air and read, 765, please press 1, and I'll know you want to come on. If you're here just hanging out and listening, that's cool. Where did 608 go there? Uh, So 765, if you're just hanging out and listening, cool. If you want to read, press 1 at any time. But you need to do it in the next minute and 18 seconds before the show goes to archives. All right. 608, you are on the air, Mr. One Sapien Fuzzy Hermit in the woods.
20: Fuzzy Welcome. Hermit on the road.
0: That was my, well, you're still in the woods.
20: Yeah. Well, kind of, different I'm way. surrounded by mountains with trees.
0: <laughs>
20: and right next to the Colorado River.
0: Yeah.
20: I've been all over.
0: It's awesome to hear from you, honey. You guys, you don't Went know this, some... but like every single week I message him saying, are you calling in? All right, here's the number. Do you need me to call you from the switchboard? Because he's, he's being in the – I'm so jealous right now. He's being this gypsy child, and he's out in the universe doing all kinds You're of ready? fun, crazy things, going anywhere he wants, whenever he wants to. And so, yeah, I'm kind of jelly. You ready? You yeah, ready? I'm ready. I'm
20: ready. Since two weeks ago when I called and I was in Trinidad. Yeah? I've been to Alamosa. Agoza Springs Durango Silverton Cortez Ridgeway Hooray, Montrose Delta Grand Junction Joint to Moab Parachute Rifle Glenwood Springs uh, Carbondale, Basalt, Aspen today. That's where I've been the last two weeks.
0: This is and crazy. And I'm very cool right now. See, I would I give just, anything, I had to check. anything to be able to do I, that. To just,
20: I just, just I had to check because on the way to where I am right now, I turned 236,000 miles.
2: I'm mm-hmm. like, no.
20: I've, somehow, in the last two months, I have 4,000 miles on my vehicle. Wow. Yeah. I didn't think it was that much. I thought it was like two or three. Colorado's really big.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is.
13: Oh, it man.
0: Is. So what are you going to read for us tonight, darling?
13: <laughs>
20: oh, one more sec. I, um, it's a really cool dot Colorado Department of uh, Transportation rest stop in rifle that has like a five acre pond on it. And it's in between the east and westbound lanes of, uh, I-70 and Colorado rivers in between the two lanes as well. They're probably two or three hundred yards apart and the rest stops in the middle. And I was at another one though yesterday. It's called Grizzly Creek. Oh, the first one was really fun. Or the one the day before was really funny. It's called no name, which I thought was just completely hilarious because some people in politics refer to John McCain as no name.
2: Hmm. So I had to
20: take a picture. I had to take a picture of it. It was just hilarious. We just towering cliffs, uh, Colorado River, uh, train disappearing into a tunnel, I love trains. Almost every single place I've lived in my entire life has been either within earshot or eyesight of a train.
0: It's funny, it's the same way for me.
20: Yeah?
0: I I always end up by train tracks. And
20: horn is always comfort to me.
0: Yeah, me too. I'll wake it up. I and mean click, I'm it almost Do you know how you acclimate to something when you've been around something for a while? And Sure. I I moved to the closest I ever lived was like I lived out um in South East Salem and I lived you know, the, the basically there was just a parking lot separating me and the train tracks. And then the other side of the train tracks was the golf club. Wow. It was a really pretty area out in the, you know, boonies out in the woods. But I was really close to the train track, and I would hear the train go by at night, and I'd hear the whistle and everything, and, and I loved it. I loved waking up and hearing that. It was just, like, surreal. And then one day I realized that the train didn't wake me up anymore because your body acclimates to sounds. You know, so I had become, and I, it was a real. I mean, it really, really, I mourned it. it. It made me very sad that I didn't wake you up know. and hear the train anymore because I was used to it. It was a sad, very sad day. So yeah, I know.
20: I can relate to that because I moved from one area of my house to spending time in a um, in a different area of my house after being there for almost ten years, and area of the house I was spending more time in, I didn't hear the train it, as much because I wasn't near a south window. But mm-hmm. you'll probably laugh at this. Uh, the second, actually is the third place I lived. Um, moved there when I was two and a half. It was a, a apartment uh, complex that they called the Schrader's Schrader, Cradles because it's all you know, parents that had little kids. And um, now they call them the Wifersh Bay townhouses. Um, I always had a uh, burr about people changing apartments into condos so I could just charge more money. But hmm. my window, my bedroom where my sister and I slept, my grandparents had given, my mom's parents had given us a bunk bed, and I was on the top. And my window faced the railroad tracks. And here I am. We lived there from when I was about two and a half until about seven, I think. The train would wake me up in the middle of the night. And my bed, the corner of my bed was right next to the window. So I would wake up and I would move shade away from the window just enough so I could look through. On the other side of the railroad tracks was a lumber yard and there was a light. Um, So I used to count the cars. I'd count the light in between the cars. That's how I figured out how many cars there were. I don't know how many times I used to do that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I wanted to train when
20: I was a kid. I wanted an electric train when I was a kid, and I kept getting these letters from Santa saying there weren't any. I think I finally got one when I was about 10.
0: <laughs> There's no trains left, buddy. Sorry. I still oh,
20: sorry, have buddy, them. Sorry, buddy, friend. I just I could, I couldn't, I couldn't give those up. Same with my Hot Wheels. Classic stuff. I'm still mad, though. I try not to get mad. And my mom gave away all my Tonka trucks. The real yeah. ones with the, the with the rubber tires and and that are made out of metal, and the one big huge dump truck that a neighbor's kid in the same complex, it came racing in to where the garages were, and he just cut the corner enough and ran over my dump truck and bent it, but my dad was able to fix it almost <laughs> as, as good as new. Yeah, tough of truck. Yay for daddies. Did he ran- yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's a little VW bug. Fortunately, it wasn't a truck. So, so I started writing this, oh, last week, and I added a little bit tonight. So this is entitled, waiting, can you hear me okay? I can. Okay, because I have the diesel running, Um to blow air on me cuz it's actually too warm right now. The air is not on, buddy. Wow. Some holy cow. I just hit the AC and it's actually working. I did that by accident.
0: <laughs> Good.
20: I didn't think it worked. Um That's really weird. Okay. Entitled Waiting for the Sun Traveling down this road Climbing ever higher The guardrails raining me in As are the many feet of snow Don't look down Feel that shiver down my spine Squinting across a valley Is that a road I see? An angled line Climbing ever higher Navigating the twists and turns, the descents and ascents, snow-covered rocky cliffs towering above me, trees reaching for the sky. Praying as the white lines go by, engine brakes slow me down so I can make this next curve. Fifteen miles per hour, don't look down. Oops. Oops. I had to peek. What a magnificent view. Shiver run down my spine. It's not my time. Got to make it on down and hit that Silverton town. Sanctuary in the sky. Snow ten or more feet deep. Need to slow down and catch my breath. Driving all 550 gave me a few more gray hairs. Now I'm waiting for the sun Rising ever higher in the sky Wind at my back As I wind down this curvy mountain road End poem
0: That is incredible Thank you I love that one Well, I love all of them, but you know
20: Um keep forgetting the name of this movie that I saw. It was originally a black and white movie when I was a kid. Um, One of the titles I think for it is Valhalla. It's a story of some mountain climbers that were in a really wicked blizzard. And they, Mm -hmm. there wasn't anywhere to go and they just kept going and they have, they ended up going over this, um, this ridge and it just opened up into this fertile green Valley where there's this like sanctuary city. Um, and what I didn't get writing into this was, and I don't know, I don't know if you ever drove this or not. One of the things I thought about moving to Silverton, It's at like 9,500 feet. Um, but highway 550 goes uh south from Silverton to Durango but it goes it also goes north from Silverton to Urey and it actually goes all the way to Grand Junction but at some point turns to highway 50 um north of Silverton it's it's called the million dollar highway it's also been designated as one of the 10 most dangerous roads on the planet um I drove around the last curve. Well, that that line in the poem about the line across the valley. I'm looking, uh-huh. and this is it's going it's going up. I'm going down as I'm going around this like 15 mile an hour curve, and I'm looking about a third of a mile or so across this valley that I can't see the bottom of, and don't want to because <laughs> I have bad problems with uh, with height. And I was so glad the snow was piled above the guardrail because I would have freaked out. Because um, I come around this last turn and I look, and it's like that's a town down there, like a thousand feet. And I'm like, oh,
13: that, that's
20: Silverton! Holy
13: cow!
20: And I had to, it, it switched back. Two more times before I got into town. Driving through town was kind of cool because I got pictures of it. The snow is like one one business. They actually they they cut a tunnel to go to the door. Um, they have uh, oh I can't remember. I think it's can't remember it's uh, parallel or angle parking. I think it was angle parking, but um, the middle of the road has like twelve feet of snow piled in it. And the only way you can get around it is when you get to the next cross street where they cleared it. The only place where there's actually been snow permanently that I, the entire two months I've been here.
0: That's craziness.
20: (laughs) Yeah. It was, it's, it's been almost 70 degrees the last three days. Um, I asked somebody today if it was, uh, if it usually gets this warm this time of month and they said no. Actually I had to think about it for about 15 seconds and then said no. Not really. But, oh, I, did I, miss, did I mention that, oh, I went from, uh, oh, I think I missed from uh, Durango. I went to Silverton and back to Durango and then I, left out Telluride because then from Telluride I went to Ridgeway and then to Mount Rose and then from Mount Rose a day later I wanted some snow so then it was supposed to snow in Ray and it's like only about 45 minutes so I drove back through Ridgeway to Ouray. Um you can't get from Ouray to Silverton going south on 550 right now because Red Mountain Pass has been closed since like the 5th of March I looked it up and saw a picture of a front-end loader. The roof on the top of a front-end loader is about 10 feet up, 12 feet off the ground. Guess how high this? It was, a, it was a, like a profile picture because it was the side of the front-end loader on the highway, and behind it was the snow. Guess how high the snow was? How high? Just take a wild guess. 12 feet. The... It was taller than the front end loader's roof, which is twelve feet.
0: <laughs> by a how significant did I know? amount. I was by trying a to think about amount. how deep it gets up at Mount Hood, so Well it yeah. was
20: it was actually a they they actually man it was a man triggered uh or human triggered uh avalanche to you know, avalanche mitigation or whatever they call it. Um mm-hmm. but um, it was like thirty feet deep. It was almost twice as high, or the snow was almost three times as deep as the height of the front end loader. I swear you could have stacked two more on top of it, and then it would have been, the the roof of that third one would have been where the snow was, because it was just cut straight across. Um, It's mind-blowing. Some of the places I drove on, on 160, which goes from a town called Wallensburg, which is north of Trinidad, um, in between Trinidad and Colorado, Pueblo, really. Um, it goes through uh, Wolf um, Creek Pass. That was pretty wild. Some places the snow is as is deep as my excursion, six, seven, eight feet on the side of the highway.
0: That's crazy.
20: Yeah, I love it. Um so I actually, I, I misspoke earlier. Going through there, um, 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 Wolf Creek Pass, was, there was snow. And actually, there was some snow in Pagosa Springs, but I was really disappointed because um, every business that I looked at going down the highway through Pagosa Springs had the same style roof. And I was like, how anal retentive is the city or town board that they have every building have the same style roof. <laughs>
13: hmm.
2: I've seen. Yeah, there's special. places like
20: that. What? Yeah. You don't like that either.
0: No. No. Nope. Nope. I like variety. I don't want my house to look like everyone else. What happens if I'm drunk?
20: Telluride was cool. I got some really cool (laughs) pictures. Um, Although I didn't get Brighto Vale Falls. I got a little disoriented when I got to the east end of town and it's a huge box canyon. It's the the mountains tower, I think. Um, Let me think. I think at least 2,000 feet above the town. Um, But I drove all the way to the east end and then I turned around I didn't like it. It was just, it's, I don't know, there's too many people.
0: I prefer a little bit less, yeah. Well, it's just really busy,
20: and I had to remind myself that that it was probably Easter vacation time, and so that's why there was so many
0: people milling around. Things get crazy up there. It's nice in the winter and in the fall. All right, baby, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come find you, honey.
20: You can find me by typing in Poetry in the Wind as one word, no spaces. Put it in the Facebook search box, and you'll find me there. And if you're interested in reading some of my pieces, you can find them in a book entitled Held, A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2, which is available on Amazon. It's an international anthology of writers from Canada, the U.K., and the U.S. And it also has some cool art in it.
0: Very cool. All right, sweetheart. So are you going to try to be here next week? We've missed you when you've not been around.
20: Yeah. I'm I, just mean, I I love the that air. you're out there
0: being a gypsy, but have really missed you. Yeah.
20: You know, I've missed Colin, too. Life just got turned upside down about a year and a half ago. Um, I know. I don't want to go home. I I have to be sooner or later. Right <laughs> <laughs> now I'm trying to, to figure out how to postpone it for another what?
0: Uh, just do it later.
13: Yeah.
20: I'm I'm right now I'm trying to postpone it for like another two weeks. <laughs>
0: That's okay. You can do that.
20: Yeah. They still haven't gone through uh bail yet I'm kind of slowly making my way east on I-70 so I'll get bail and then uh, go up by uh, wow just sick guy used a phrase um neuro something or other I can't remember the second part of it and he says you know what that means I said yeah it means brain fart um I can remember that. It was really funny. Um, But that's what just happened. Uh, What's the name of that uh, that ski resort? Um, Aspen? No, no, no. That's where I was today. Um, Up by Frisco. Breckenridge.
0: Yeah.
20: I'm going to go through there. Breckenridge, Frisco, uh, Idaho Falls, The only place I've liked so far is, is Ure. Ure's is, nickname is the, is the um, Switzerland of the U.S. They have, a, um, they have a huge like five lane five or six lane pool plus it's part of a hot springs. It's right in town when you drive into town. It's right along the highway. There were people in it when I was there the other day or last week.
0: Yeah, my son goes up there a lot. He really likes it.
20: Oure? Mhm. That's a long drive from Colorado Springs.
2: Mhm.
20: Well, actually, maybe not, because if you go oh, my north, when he's like the
2: Yeah,
20: you go from Colorado Springs to Denver, and then go west. It isn't as far. I went the long way going south and then west and then north
0: hmm. I'm Josh. I want to go alright I've got to get off here it's time for me to go my love I will give you a call this week and we will get caught up and see how everything is going um, but yeah, yeah did you I'm find me. out I'm glad you got about called in.
20: time did you find out about the time the date
0: uh No, I'll email you The date that the the sponsorship thing's up What? The date what date?
20: Yeah Because um, you mentioned something You had to check it last week Because it wouldn't let you call out
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll check it And I do want to thank you As long as I've got you on the show real quick You know, we've been saying this at the beginning of every show But I do want to thank you Um, For helping sponsor the show last year Like you did And appreciate it very much And you know It's been a phenomenal year It's touched so many people And you're just awesome for doing it So thank you
20: Well I'm glad I can help out It means a lot to me Even though I haven't been here Like I used to be every week
0: Yeah but even when you're not here honey You're here You know you're here And you're here with us So you're allowed to have a life And go out and do things and even when you're not here, know how much you're loved and cared about. And, uh, you know, appreciate it. You're my family.
20: And you're mine as well.
0: I mean, you and really are. Everybody. You, you've been with me forever. Yeah,
20: and, and everybody who comes to the Speakeasy Speak Easy Cafe, where everybody knows your name.
0: <laughs> yeah something like that, eh? <laughs> yeah,
20: I love that song for some reason from cheers mhm uh, and then I had a really interesting um uh, experience a uh, summer of eighty eighty five when I spent the summer in l a that I was um riding down the boardwalk south of um Santa Monica Beach and I like the Eagles and Don Henley and um, there's a uh, there's a song called The Sunset Grill and I found the Sunset Grill it just blew me away that's awesome it's an album from way yeah it's an album from way back in like Uh, 83 I think Or 84 No it might even be 85 Um, Can't remember the other guy's Name now and I'm bummed out Because it's Don Henley And uh, he was like one of the more Well known of the Eagles And then the one that died two years ago The guitarist uh,
3: Because Oh jeez
20: actually have an Eagles album on right now You wrote a cool song called I like to watch a woman dance <laughs> It's a great song. It really is.
0: I'll I will look it um, up, I promise. Um
2: Give
20: me just one sec here. I know you want to go real quick, but I gotta, I gotta look here. Um, I've got
0: kids standing on my front porch waiting to come into the house.
20: <laughs> Are they banging on the door?
0: No, they're standing there patiently, probably doing the pee pee dance.
20: Okay, okay. Glenn Fry. That's the name I keep forgetting. That's yeah. I don't know what album it's on.
0: If my kids pee on my porch, so, I'm going to come to Colorado okay. and find you.
20: All, all, all I'm going to say about the song, other than I really <laughs> like it, is that it's 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 about how he meets this this woman and they slow dance, and it's a cool story.
0: Okay, I will go. I will go find it, and I will listen to it. All right. <laughs> Tell everyone again how, on your Facebook page.
20: You can find me by typing in Poetry in the Wind as one word, no spaces. Put in that Facebook search box. You'll find me, cool composite picture Nyla made for me. And if you're interested in reading some of my pieces, you can find them in a book entitled Held. A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2, which is available on Amazon. It's an international anthology of, of writers from Canada, the U.K., and the U.S. It was published in February 2012. It has my commando poem in it, for those of you who have heard that one. And
0: Ghost. Cool. And I think it's right. about four others. I will love you next week. Okay. Well, I'll love you every day, but I will love you on the air next yeah. week.
3: Okay. Sounds all right. good.
0: I love you, James, honey. Thank you, sweetheart. Thanks,
20: Nyla. Thank you. You're love welcome. you too. Right. Bye bye, honey. Bye bye.
0: All right, everyone. You have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Appreciate you all being here. We will be here next week. If you forgot, Or if you're not here at the beginning of the show and you didn't hear the assignment and journal uh, exercises and prompts and all that, just go back and listen to the beginning of the show in the archives, which will be up shortly, and we will talk to you next week. I am going to play a piece to end the show called Rock and Roll by Cindy Dawson, and here we go. Good night, everybody.
16: The man on the back of that album wrote the soundtrack of my youth Wrote the notes that became, that walked every New York street I saw on every billboard That embraced my dream in every lead-bellied club It was that face that drove the words, that held the fine slope of the pen To push forward, black ink like every slingshot thought Onto ready pulse, up through wing synapses, onto this blog. Her. It wasn't words, it was music The slow, ascending, shamanic flicker The way he held his guitar like a woman Like his breath depended on the bend of the note The notes were the words I was caught, so caught, in the whirl of them
2: His gift to me Just that
0: Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It is going to be an amazing night tonight. I want to tell everyone, happy spring. Spring is in the air. And uh, I know that makes a lot of you excited. For me, I get sad. I like fall and winter best, but... Yeah, everywhere I look, spring is just popping. Hey, I want to remind you guys that uh, the number to call in tonight